liquor tastes sweeter in this town Could it be it's the same as the last? I swear I've seen your face elsewhere before Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass Hey darling, sleeping on the black top Hey darling, running through the trees, honey Alright everybody, welcome to the first episode of the Back 40 Skull Sessions. This is the first Appalachian Holler Hunters podcast. We're here live in the Mountaineer Outfitters studio, and we will be coming to you with this podcast hopefully every Wednesday. My name is Shane Poor. I'm here with Christian Garner. We've got a couple of special guests here today. We've got the Clawson boys from down there in Buck Hill. <laughs> We've got, or Buck Mountain, excuse me, Buck Mountain. <laughs> Buck Hill. We've got, we got Sam Clawson here. You guys might recognize him from Season 1 Bear Episodes on the Holler Hunters YouTube channel. Hello, everybody. And we've also got his brother Travis here. And Travis wasn't able to get on this year, I don't think. But these are two of the craziest bear chasing fools in Avery County, I think, right now. So Without a doubt. Without a doubt, for sure. <laughs> yeah, we like it. We love it. Heck yeah, boys. So, guys, we've got a lot of things going on. This uh, podcast is going to be one of them. We've also got... Don't. If you don't care, don't be slapping your mic like that. <laughs> There's going to be some technical difficulties this is. being our first podcast. We've got this specifically for Christian. <laughs> for when he does certain things like, like that. that. Just like that. Yeah. But, All right. I mean, for God's yeah. sakes, we're set up right here in the main lobby of Mountaineer Outfitters. Yeah, this we've is not a good gonna, setup. We've got a good right. setup. For the first podcast, this is going to work just I don't know why, man. I just think it's pretty awesome. I think it's pretty comfortable. I, it looks good. Yeah, I yeah. don't think our next setup is going to be near this comfortable with the couches and no. everything, but <laughs> yeah. it's going to be a little more official with our sponsor logos and everything in the background, so yeah. it's going to work out real nice. Just to get, we was, We've been dying to get this thing started for the last, I don't know, couple months yeah this has been plotted for several months we've been working on this and got all the equipment we got it set it set up today and our goal was to get it going before april the 3rd that was our um kind of our target date and christian why don't you tell everybody what's going on on april the 3rd so on april 3rd as a whole for appalachian holler hunters we're hosting our very first nc youth turkey hunt competition uh one you know obviously it's a turkey hunting competition you know Everybody gets signed up, go out, young and kills a turkey, come in, we'll score it by NWTF rules. We've got three main categories. you got a big bird category, scoring first, second, and third. Longest spurs, longest beard. Every one of those gets good prizes. We've got, I think, right at $3,000 worth of prizes and giveaways we're doing that day. Uh, also having a calling competition that day, and all of it's for the benefit of kids, you know, local in the community here local towns like Morganton, even a couple across state line in Tennessee, since we're right on the state line, you know. Um, that's going to be one of our that's going, things. Yeah, that's <laughs> going to be one of our biggest things. And one thing to emphasize, you've got to be pre-registered to enter the competition. Yep. We do registration here at Mountaineer Outfitters. It's also available online. What's the website to go to? You should go to www.appalachianhollerhunters.webs.com. All one word. All lowercase. You hit that, it'll take you right to where you need to go. There's a link up top. It says uh, something along the lines of, of turkey registration. You can go there. Uh, there's a form you can click on, fill it out, email it to us, and then there's a, a spot there you can pay your $10 entry fee. Make sure and pay along with the registration form. That's going to cover, that's helping cover all the prizes. Uh, we've got barbecue coming that day. We've got a guy coming to cook barbecue for everybody. Um, that is good at it. He's very good at it. Benny Vance, uh, uh, speaking of him, I just had talked to him. He was at my house right before 
uh, we came over here. He said for you to get in touch with him, let him know what your setup's going to be and all that. All right. And we will be socially distanced. We're still following guidelines, even though they opened everything back up in North Carolina. We're going to be outdoors as long as the weather allows it. Everything's going to be spread out so everybody can come and have a good time. Wear your mask if you want to. If you're not around a bunch of people, you don't have to. I mean, just we want everybody to feel comfortable, feel welcome, and have a good time. That's, That's the main thing. That's it. Try to get as many kids as we can involved. That was kind of the whole reason behind doing all this. Exactly. You know, exactly. We had, I don't know, a handful of different meetings. Uh, one official meeting here is kind of a celebration for our one-year anniversary of the Holler Hunters getting started recording and filming. Yeah. But uh, we'd mentioned specifically as, as me as a kid, that was one of the biggest things I looked forward to. There's here at this pond behind us. There used to be a kids, a kids fishing day, and I looked forward to doing that more than just about anything. I won a pocket knife once. I've still got it. <laughs> and you talk about getting a kid excited. He wins something like that. It made me look forward to fishing more than just about anything. You don't really have anything <laughs> like that anymore. So, so I figured that we need we need more stuff like that to get For kids sure. involved, keep them out of bad things. Yeah. You know? yeah. Get youngins out doing, you know, get involved in hunting. The biggest thing gets kids into drugs and stuff is they get bored, I mean. Well, that's it. You keep them outside, you keep them busy, and they stay out of everything else. Yeah. And right now, there's nothing more important important than that. And um, with this COVID deal that everybody's been dealing with for the last year, it's give everyone a second chance on getting back outdoors. For sure. It's give families, because youth sports take up, I mean, we just got back from going to pick up soccer stuff for my daughter. Youth sports take up a lot of time, and it's made it where a lot of kids don't get outdoors like they should. Yep. And with COVID last year, it shut everything down. Yep. You could go outside or you could go nowhere. That was yep. your options. Right. And so we're trying to take this opportunity to get kids back involved in sports recreation, back outside and everything, and yep. just get them going with all that stuff. So That's it. Well, and with hunting, you can't start them too young. Exactly, I mean, exactly. You, as soon as they come out of the wound, you can take them hunting. Yep. <laughs> yeah, so. that don't mean they have to carry a gun. We do not endorse giving toddlers <laughs> firearms, guys. No, I took Charlie bear hunting. She got on her first bear kill when she's year old, under a year old. So, I Yeah, mean, well, I got Trey videoed uh, at four, you know, with a 450-pound bear up the tree. That's awesome. That's it. Yeah. That is awesome. Get that him started awesome. young. Get him excited about it. Yeah. yeah. And I ain't kidding. When he was that young, he was tough as nails. Now he couldn't walk half that far. But <laughs> <laughs> well, we got a little ahead of ourselves. I wanted bit. to go into introductions. Um, Sam, you're Christian's stepdad. Yep, that's right. Okay. Yep. And tell us a little bit about how you got into hunting. Uh well, actually, I got into it really young. My uncle coon hunted, and he had uh, old black plot dogs and uh, raised a gang of pups and. Gave me and my cousins a couple, and we, we got started with them when they were just barely weaned, you know, trained them with possum and coon and all that. And uh, Don't let him lie to you. It's basically anything we can catch. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, house catch or whatever. But, <laughs> but anything we can get them to catch, we'd knock it out Anything they'd chase. That's how yeah, I got started it. hunting. Yeah, we'd, we'd work all day digging the groundhog out for them or whatever well, we had yeah, to do. We'd punch Heck groundhogs yeah. out to them, whatever we could do. Man, that was gritty, though. They was. There's some gritty dogs. That's awesome. <clears throat> Travis, what about you? I well, I'm his younger brother, so I kinda always wanted to do what he wanted to do, even though he didn't want me to do it. You know, so I just had <laughs> That's to kinda a story all the time. But. Yeah. <laughs> it's a true one though. <laughs> I mean, because he's three years older than me, so they 
by the time I could run, they could fly. So they'd run off and leave me, and then I'd have to catch up. And But we caught a possum one time. Speaking of those dogs, we caught a possum, and we'd had it for two weeks, and had a bunch of babies with it. And we'd deviled that thing to death for two and a half weeks. And he was going to get it out of the cage and reached in there. And it met him right through here. Yeah. And he was slinging that possum around. Oh, no, no, get off, get off, get off. Well, he finally got it off. And we wouldn't tell mom and dad nothing like that. Never. Right. Well, dad he, beat your hide over it. <laughs> yeah, he was worse <laughs> out. Well, he went on for two weeks. And he, all of a sudden, he started getting these weird-looking veins up his neck. Oh, Lord. Where it set up blood pulse. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Thank God. Yeah, doctor get to... Shots and not what all. So we're true rednecks for sure. I mean, that's uh, <laughs> when you tell stories like that, you're from 100 percent redneck. Yeah, we've caught, we've held coons down and collared them up before. I mean, who's done that? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that one guy told us that the other day, didn't he? he said, Collar a coon. <laughs> that was when we were I doing mean, our photo shoot for yeah. next year's season intro. Yeah, he was doing her. This is wild coons. It's not a tame one either. It's one that's wild. <laughs> yeah, it's when you catch one out of a box, tra- a box trap, really mail there and put your collar on him. Then you can lead him around, make you some pretty good dog. Yeah, I was about to say, you might want to explain it a little bit, because I don't think a lot of people yeah, know Yeah, I don't what think they know about. what you're talking about when you say collar a coon. Well, it's a, it's a tool to train a pup. Yep. See, that way you don't waste the coon. As long as you got a string tied to him, you, you can't get far. Yeah. Put, you put a collar and a short chain on it, you tie a piece of, uh, you know, string, mules tape or something to it, and if you need to, put your pipe over it, keep him away from you, but just, you know, drag him where you want to, put him up a tree, and turn your dogs on him, and... And it's kind of like shampoo, rinse, lather, and repeat. <laughs> <laughs> try to keep, try to do that as much as you can for a young pup, and before long they'll be running the tree in their own. See that way you can get them to tree, and because you can tie that coon off to it, can't get out of sight. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, pups just don't come out of the wound and say, "Hey, coons climb trees." You know. Yeah. <laughs> they have to figure out that they climb trees, so that's a good way to get them to learning that they actually climb trees and go up trees, and then after you do that. You can let them go out of sight. You give them more yeah. slack, and they can go up out of sight, and that way they learn. I got you. The tree by scent, not just sight. So. I would like to have had a coon on a collar this year. We were running a dog with one of my buddies that's a young dog. It's got a lot of potential, but she just gung ho. She's ready to go. Yeah, yeah. absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And we didn't have an old dog that knew what it was doing to run her with. Yeah. And we could have definitely used – I mean, she done well. Yeah, so she's done really well, and she's starting to figure it out. But something like that could have speed up the that's process That's why we got faster. started doing that because we didn't have any old dogs. So we had to, you know, figure out ways to train pups without old dogs. A dog can train them a lot better than you can train them. Yeah. So. Well, here's my question about that whole thing. Who was the first person to – Get nominated to grab that coon to put the collar on it. I was. You were the first. <laughs> Did you lose a bet or lose a coin flip or how'd that work? Now, to be honest with you, we was kind of looking forward to it. Well, <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, yeah, we're going to put the collar on it today. Well, you just discuss somebody's going to hold its leg, somebody, you know, put the collar on it. But I'll be honest with you, the collar, actual holding the coon's the easy job. Putting the collar on, it's the, the, the not so fun Touch yeah. job. I got bit bad one time putting one on it. I mean, it was bad. Yeah, putting the collar, when you're buckling that collar, if somebody turned loose the front foot or they let a little slack in the choker, you you can get hooked. You're going to get right. bit. Yeah. Huh? And y'all were how old when y'all done this? Oh, gosh, I don't know. Seven or eight years old. Like <laughs> yeah, I mean. Could you imagine, well, could you imagine Parker? Well, I'll tell you what. Out there trying to put oh a collar on a kid one day. What I would you do? I don't know what I would do. <laughs> I would look at her and say, all right, I'm not going to cross that child anymore. No more whooping. She's obviously tougher than I am at this point. So 
Hey, we, we was dirt poor. We just did whatever we you know could for entertainment. Uh, Mom and Dad just wanted us outside. They didn't want us in the house, so whatever we did outside, which well, all we did get hurt game, I guess. and go back crying. If we got hurt and went back crying to Dad, then we was in trouble. Yeah. You got whooped. You got yeah. whooped till you quit crying. <laughs> you, you got a, you got whipping. You got whipping for getting hurt, and then if you cried, you got whipping for crying. So I mean, you don't you didn't. Yeah, you tried not to show any kind of emotion or anything of that nature. He's pretty well rock solid the whole time. Dad's real soft now on the kids, but he's hard on us. His grandkids, it makes me sick. <laughs> makes it me makes sick. me sick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. We were young enough uh, when we first started coon hunting. The dad would say, "Go, on, yeah, go on and go coon hunting. But he wouldn't let us carry a he gun. He wouldn't let us take a gun. And I've been carrying a gun since I was five years old, so you can imagine that. Yeah. He wouldn't let me take a gun. I, I'd go and uh, most of the time we just treat possums, but but we could shake them out and stuff. But we treat coon, you know. I'd have to go back to the house and get him. And after a few times of that, he got sick of it. So he said, "Here, I'm gonna let you carry this little shotgun or something," you know. Heck yeah. But uh, you got to think about that. Our dad done hard manual labor all of his life. That's it. Dug trees all of his life. And back then, it was hand. Everything was hand. So you got to think about somebody coming in to. Uh, half race heathens dragging <laughs> in at two o'clock in the morning saying hey dad wake up and walk five miles back here and shoot a coon out shoot for this us. coon out for us yeah and yeah. him actually doing it so that he that's a pretty it. big deal yeah yeah that that's awesome that's awesome that takes a lot of dedication there <laughs> all right guys well i think we're going to go into our first break and we will be back shortly with the back 40 skull sessions podcast yeah it's going to get fun awesome. that's it two one and we are alive again all right, guys, welcome back to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast. We're back here again, me and Christian, Sam and Travis, and we have got turkey season bearing down on us right now. You guys have actually already done some turkey hunting that this year. That is it. Uh, we went, me and Mitch, Matthew, a whole gang of us went to Georgia, I guess it was last weekend now. We went down there for the season opener, headed down, I guess it was a Friday or whatever, scouted around and had a well of a time. It was what what the original plan was is go to the flatlands of georgia since we don't ever get that opportunity <laughs> well it kind of got turned around and guess what we still ended up in the mountains we stood down there in a place just as thick as it is here yeah, you never made hunting, it out of the appalachian no, mountains did you no we never did we stayed in the appalachians <laughs> the entire time that, that sucks you know, for you don't it because you don't get around too good that is it see i, see, I live in the, <laughs> i live in the flatlands so so where i work all my walking's flat ground. Once I got away from mountains, I don't do a ton of walking until I get up here and hunt. That was the biggest problem I had. Because now when I get up here and hunt, I can walk. Not only is the elevation going against me on my breathing, now I've got all this weight hanging on well, to I'll tell you what, <laughs> It's tough. So if I can't want to do it, for real, every Wednesday when we have a podcast, I'll come over here and we'll work out for an hour. Well, the thing is, we're just going to release on Wednesdays. Oh, well, I mean, you got to record it sometime. We're recording in every this way. Is, yeah. He's the man with the studio. We, yep, we can just it. carry a studio around. I got a weight room back there, too. See? Well, Boom. There we go. We can all get in shape. There you go. Season. If I have somebody with me, by gosh, I can get in shape. Just, I'm not the person I can I can't just go and do it by myself. <laughs> well, one problem is legs is about two foot long. So I mean, that's another problem. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> what they don't think about. Mitch is taking one step well, for your every two hey, that you're taking. There's proof to that. Or five. We were actually we were actually in the truck driving back from georgia and yeah and me and mitch and buddy chris was with us we was all talking about our step counters on our phone and they're like and i was like yeah i walked about you know 10 miles today 10 miles there's no way well they looked at their step counter and it was at like i don't know the exact step i'm gonna say eight thousand. i looked at mine and mine said twelve thousand. 
I said, that's exactly right. I have to take three times as many steps as you guys do to keep up with you. You got the same problem my dog Waffles does, don't you? <laughs> that's it. That's it. Waffles is a basset hound, by the way. Yeah, if you, Real if you track Christian in the snow, he has exactly a six-inch stride. <laughs> it ain't much. There's not much there to get going. The heel almost touches the toe in the snow. Just about touches the toe. <laughs> Did you get to see a turkey here, a turkey or anything while well, you were down there? Well, like I say, we had a good time. It was just really tough hunting. It was one of those deals where once you can Don't find them, Chris. you know, you can truth. go. Huh? Tell us the truth now. It's tough. Did you get busted? Didn't. We done good. The first the first day we was there, we heard one gobbler. And uh, there was four of us together as a team, you know, and uh, we heard one gobbler kind of split up. Uh, bird ended up gobbling way away from us. He was going going away from us. We never heard anything else the rest of that first day. So we spent the rest of that first day scouting. Well, then that second day, we split up again. Uh, I was with Justin, uh, and uh, we never had any luck. We never heard the first bird, never seen much sign. There's so much hog sign where we was hunting. You know, it was kind of one of those deals where there's a lot of hogs around. They're going to bust up the nest and stuff. So there's not a ton of turkeys to go around anyways. Yeah, he said it was eat up with pigs on. Well, see, they eat a lot of the same They they starve turkeys out. Oh, yeah. It was, like I say, it was really tough. Will they let us come down there and bag some hops? It's Bog, public oh, land. It's public. It's all public land. It's public land. Everything so we, we can go down there and most long states have in a the south, license. there's no season on them. You just kill nope. them whenever. Well, I no. mean, I don't even know if you'd have to have a hunting license. I'm sure you would, but as long as yeah. you had a legal hunting license, you could yeah. go down there and That's hunt That's what them the guy was telling us. We've got to look more into it, but the guy, some of the locals we talked to, we talked to a ton of locals trying to get something, you know, to help us out. And uh, that's what they were saying is, you know, they kill more hogs than anything. That one guy said he'd hunted there all like 50 years and said he had like four or five hogs in his freezer. Everything he kills now, he takes and just throws away. You know, he, there's everywhere. Places tore up. But, I mean, we come out to the good because uh, Mitch actually got a bird on the second day. And then uh, come the third day, uh, we had uh, Justin actually got kindly sick. And so I went up with Mitch and them boys, and we actually got on another group of turkeys. And uh, he ended up trying to make a little too long of a shot for that 20-gauge he had. We, we worked and worked them and worked them. We worked hard for them. And they were hammering too, weren't they? Once they got up to where we was, we, we finally got up on top of a ridge above them. And when they come up to us, they were hammering. I mean, he called a cut time or two, and then he cut right before he shot. I mean, I mean, gobbling their head off, you know. Took the shot and missed, unfortunately. And then, uh, so what we ended up trying to do was give them some time, and we just wanted to go on up a ridge ahead and get ahead of them. But, uh... <laughs> I don't know. I guess between the aggravation and all the walking we'd already done, he's wasn't really paying a whole lot of attention. And Mitch and Chris was out ahead of me, of course. <laughs> and uh, about that time, I hear you know, what was wings flapping. I look over to the right, and they've already on the ridge beside us. And they hear, they see them coming, gone over top of the ridge. And that kind of ended it. That was the last day of hunting we had. That happens uh, running and gunning. That's yeah, it. that's part yeah. of it. And that's it. That's one of the hardest things to do with a camera behind you is oh, God, sneak yeah. up on a turkey because it's hard enough for one man yeah. to do it. Then you've got another one. You've got to wait till he's got a shot on the bird. And a lot of times when you're sneak hunting like that, you've got a second or two. Yeah. That's it. And then you start hearing that thing pop, 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 and he's gone. He's out of there. He's gone. Yeah. yeah. Not trying to give away the the first one of the first episodes of season two got coming up, but there's a lot more to that hunt than what what we just talked about so you have to stay tuned and watch that watch that but uh yeah you told me your side hurt for two or three days after that from laughing so hard on that you talk about a crew we had a heck of a crew there in the cabin we stayed in we i'm telling you i ain't laughed that hard in my life that's awesome that's awesome yeah we had a good time it was it was an eventful weekend for sure 
then we've already kind of had an eventful weekend for South Carolina. We planned on going hunting what was supposed to be March the 15th. I March think, the 15th 16, has always been the opening day for South Carolina, as long as we've been going down there, 30 years. We yeah. checked into it earlier in the year. Everything said March 15th, yep. but the official guidelines hadn't been released yet. Yep. So mm-hmm. a couple of weeks before season starts, I get an email. All the new regs are out. Tags are available. Um, request your tags, and they'll send you the tags. They cut our tag quotas down. When we started turkey hunting down there, it's five tags a year for non-resident. Then it went to three tags, and now it's two tags. You have to pay $100 extra on top of your license for your tags, and you can only kill one bird during the first 10 days of season. Now, I understand why they're doing it. They've had a problem. They're not having as much problem with nest predation, I guess, down there, but they're having a problem with mature birds getting killed too early in the season, not getting all the hens bred. So they've got a lot of hens down there that are not getting bred. They're trying to make it where more of the mature turkeys last longer into the season, get the breeding cycle finished up. Yeah, I understand that. But the biggest kicker to all of it is they moved the season to April 1st in the zone we're in. We're in zone 2. They moved it to April 1st. I think it was March 22nd on zone 3 and 4, private land only. Yeah. And then the rest of the state – yeah, all of us did. We was actually in Georgia, and it was uh, we was coming back that Monday, and I seen uh, there was some guys hunting down there because I thought it was statewide April first, just because I hadn't looked after I found out it was whatever April first. I didn't look into it anymore. It just kind of crushed our dreams, and we moved on. I guess. Yeah, we just but. crushed like all right, we'll just have to wait. Well, I was sitting there scrolling through Instagram or something. I'm like, I see all these guys bagging birds in South Carolina. It's like, what the hell? I'm sitting there mad. Like, I planned everything around that South Carolina hunt. Yeah. There's guys already down there hunting. I'm like, what did I miss? Yeah, I he called me. He was, was mad. Mad. He was so God, mad. I was mad. He's like, they're all poaching. <laughs> no, they're not poaching. <laughs> it's all good. They're Something's not poaching. Wrong. I was but, like, we, but we have to wait just like everybody else. Yep. So we've got that coming up on Thursday. Thursday. This Thursday, Thursday. This I'm coming excited. Thursday is April the 1st, and we will be down there with bells on. That is it. We have we were at Onyx Hunt Map. Out. Yeah, yeah. We, I mean, we've got stuff marred out the wazoo. That thing also coming dang good handy in Georgia. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that thing's a lifesaver. Yeah. If you guys but, don't have the Onyx Hunt app, you need to get on there. Gosh, um, yes. Need to download it because it can change the game when it comes to finding birds. Without a doubt. We were going down um, to the closest town to get Parker stuff today, and we saw some birds out in the field, and he was able to mark it on Onyx. And we're going to be able to find the owner of the land, see if we can get permission to hunt this property. And if we can't get permission to hunt that property, there's plenty of other properties around in it. Surely somebody yeah, will somebody. give us permission to hunt around. If we can get close, we can call them. I yeah, I think so. Too. There's, what, five or six gobblers we seen? They were, at least. I mean, they were roaring, too. I, Gosh, yeah. We just pulled off the side of the road, rolled the window down. I caught out the window, and they're just, yo, yo. They're just hammering awesome. at us. It was awesome. And I'll tell you what, that, that right there get enough to get you pumped yeah well especially me because i ain't got yeah, to step got foot in the woods yet. yet yeah so, aside from scouting so yeah i kind of got got my share of it already in georgia but i'm still pumped for thursday well and you guys got to hunt this past weekend yeah, as we well got, yeah, yeah uh tennessee youth season yeah and that was kind of uneventful it's, it's another part of hunting public land yeah. you know just another one of those deals. a lot of people there and the birds didn't go all good no, he's hinned up. They're hinned up bad already. When well, y'all got hit with some colder weather, didn't you? Yep, a little cooler. Well, it's actually well, warm. actually that morning it was actually it was warm. warm. Then it started huh. raining about eleven o'clock. Right around eleven o'clock, it got rain coming in, and it, we, it just wasn't a great morning. Well, I ain't gonna but, lie, I like to hunt turkeys in the rain for sure. If, I well, mean, if you can get to a field, a field is great. Yeah. I go straight right. for a field when it rains. Exactly, yep. exactly. 
But when it comes to gobbling, those bluebird days seems like that's always when they're wanting to do their thing. Well, it's the funnest too when it's seventy degrees. What I've yeah. What I've monitored for the past few weeks, they don't start gobbling until nine o'clock in the morning, and then they gobble, you know, ten thirty and shut up. And I'm gonna say uh, Saturday ten to two is gonna be the time. Heck yeah. Yep. Well, it's going to be colder Saturday it's morning. It's going to get really cold. Yep. It's, it's going to be, be a good day cooler, but it is going to be bluebird. It's going to be sunny, not going to be a lot of clouds. So, yep. like you said, you might catch one goblin on the roost, let him come down, thaw out a little bit, and like you said, 10 yep. to 2. Yep. I yep. really expect we're going to have a, several of our kids being able to kill during that time period. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully we get a bunch of birds down Especially if you got somebody sitting off the mountain or something, you know, down the flat. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. Definitely well, at the and, bottom will do good. Yeah. But I hope a lot of kids will do good up here. I really Well, do. like yeah. I said, up in the day, they might. I doubt they gobble on the roost when it gets well, so it, cold. It's yeah. supposed to be down to 32 Thursday in snow. Yep. But yep. then it's supposed to warm up Friday, so that'll kind of give them a little, a little, a little joy bit of time right there. to get going. Yeah. 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 And the reason, reason we say that, like I say, is because North Carolina youth season opens the third like we'd mentioned before about our youth turkey hunt competition that's this saturday so that's this go, saturday yes yeah, so we're gonna go hunt thursday south carolina come back friday set up saturday we're gonna have a ball with some kids <laughs> yeah we're gonna have a lot of fun out here i yes, hope yeah. that the kids do well but even if they don't and if you're listening to this your child's entered even if they don't kill a bird bring them in saturday because we're going to have door prizes. We're going yep. to be giving a bunch of stuff away. That's and it. we're doing the call competition so yep. they can win the call competition. Even Gosh. if they don't kill a bird, we've got still trophies. a lot of options. Yeah, got we've got trophies for, for the call competition. Gosh, I mean. yeah, I think 21 or 23 trophies just for the calling competition. Yeah, and we, know, we don't want to keep top. these trophies. So we want no, people we here to... We have no good use for them. So let's <laughs> no, no, I don't think we want to have to split them amongst us. So. <laughs> That's it. And we're going to have a bunch of gun raffles too. I don't think I need any trophies. No. We're having a bunch of gun raffles for the adults and stuff, too. We're going yep. out uh, uh, 6.5 Creedmoor, Mossberg, and then a Rossi 410 shotgun, too. You're Which raffling is a that stuff really off. nice shotgun. That's it. Saved really me nice from spending my, spending my own money on it because I was eyeballing that thing real yep. hard. That's it. <laughs> I like that, that gun. That seems to be the go-to round, seems like, for a lot of guys. It's, it's I mean, more like a more of a challenge for everybody, kind of like bow hunting. People steering more towards going to a 410 now. Well, and since they come out with that new TSS from Federal, it's a nine shot, and it is awesome. Gosh, you can't yeah. beat it. We put some in Justin's gun and shot it at 40 yards, and he had like 22 or 24 pellets in the head right. at 40 yards with a, <laughs> with 410. a 410. That's incredible. That's, That's awesome. ridiculous. So, I mean. But, so too, I mean, I'm going to try to spear one of those this year, too. You think you're going to do it? Yeah, I think, I think I can if I get. It's. I've thought about it a lot, how to do it. Uh, and I actually want to run him through. I don't want to throw a spear at him. I actually want to run him through. Everything that I want to spear, I want to run him through. <laughs> That's I, a big I dream got, It's a little <laughs> bit of a, a tangent off of that, but I got one for you. We've got Mojo Scoot and Shoot decoys. Mojo makes them. Some other people make them. It's got a handle on the back, and it's a strutting gobbler. Take a long-handled shear knife. Use to shear Christmas trees. See if you can cut its head off. Because I've seen guys, Philip Culpepper did it a couple yeah. years ago in Georgia yep. with a 410 Taurus. I guess he was in Georgia. I'm, don't I'm quote me on saying yeah. that. He was somewhere. 410 Taurus Judge. And he used that scoot and shoot decoy, and you crawl up to him, and they think it's another gobbler coming. So they want to show their dominance. They start coming to attack it. He throws that thing down, and he was as close to me to Sam when he shot that turkey with that judge. And I mean, it just That's snapped it. its head. <laughs> But you can take a long... I've been thinking for years about camo and a long-handled shearing knife. 
and, and just take whack, it and just, just come across and I mean just clean cut. I'll try it. I mean, <laughs> I will try. We're going to have to check the legality on that. I'm not yeah, sure about. Yeah, we got to check that out for sure. But I'm not sure about samurai and turkeys. If what the Wildlife Resource Commission is going to say about that, but if it were legal, it would be awesome. Well, yeah. I mean, if you use a a rage three and a half. I mean, <laughs> you guys realize it's going to piss Peter Bunch off, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what we're here for. Well, I that's mean, it. I don't think there's any cleaner kill. Well, no. As far as an animal, no. then a and think of this straight decapitation, <laughs> no damage. No, the they don't understand that. Yeah, like, well, yeah, like you say, there's no damage to the meat. Gross. No, you, you don't got, have to worry about picking. You got a perfectly preserved <laughs> big old chicken breast to fry up. You don't have no no shot in it. No, that's it. You don't have to chew soft or nothing. You can bleed out that bird. You can just go at it. You pull the whole breast out, slice him down the back, pop it out. Yeah, boy. Deep fry the whole thing. Heck yeah, cut it up into turkey nuggets. Do whatever with it. That's right. So we've got that coming up this weekend, and then next weekend we've got the NC Strutmasters coming. That is it. And I'm excited for that. Oh my gosh, I'm excited, nervous, ready to go, fired up. We got permission to hunt with the buddies. Uh, one of my buddies going with us to hunt. Christian's going to film it. We're hunting his dad's land down in Kinston, North Carolina, and it's eat up with turkeys. We were down there back in uh, February for a charity pheasant hunt, and there were turkeys everywhere. It's just big ag all over the place, pine thickets all around it, so there's plenty of roost and there's plenty of food. It's going to be awesome. And grand prize for that one's $15,000. Which, so big to the case that most of these big hunting guys ain't going down there to show up and shake hands. No. These big guys are going down there to hunt. Yeah, they're going to go down there to collect. Yeah, Cole Pepper and Hal Schaefer, you name them, they're all going down yeah, there. Yeah, Spring Thunder's going to be down there with those guys. Bone Collector, yes. Michael Waddell, they're going to be down there competing in this. And like That's you it. said... How Schaefer and I don't know if Zipadelli's going to be down no, there or not. Well, he he might be because that's Easter. No, I'm wrong. I'm lying to you. They're off Easter weekend for NASCAR. So I got you. But, it, got but you. either way, there's going to be a ton of big names down there's there. There's going Open to be a Open weekend, North Carolina. You talk about a ball. Um, The guys from Headhunters TV, yep. Nate Hosey and those guys, they're going to be down there. It's yep. going to be a blast. It's, it is. It's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. We've got two teams entered from up here. Myself and Samuel. And then we got two of our other buddies, Josh Daniels and um, Jeffrey Pollard. They're both Avery County boys, so the Mountain yep. Boys are going to be represented down there That's pretty it. well. That's awesome. So hopefully, That's you never know. When a turkey's gobbling on there, especially us, we don't know what we're getting into as far as those birds. Lord, no. You don't know whether it's a two-year-old coming in. If you see a beard, you don't know whether it's a two-year-old or whether it's a four-year-old or five-year-old bird. It could be that big 25-pound monster that's going to win the whole dang thing. Right. Yeah, you don't know. You Anybody's don't. got a chance. That's it. And it being a one-day competition, you never know what you're going right. to get to come in. Right. There's so not we, a ton of teams in it either. No, I don't think so I think either. They were projected what eight hundred teams. They said up crazy? to four hundred teams. Up to four hundred. Up to four hundred teams. But I don't. Think so eight hundred people. Right, each team's people. two men team. Right, that's right. But I don't think there's near that much. I think I think they missed it by a little bit. But uh, but there's going to even better is the chance of getting one. Well, that's <laughs> you know it. I mean? so, that's it. There's a lot of turkeys in the eastern part of the state. Yeah. Well, do you get two birds per team, or mm-hmm. each person can kill one bird? Yep. And so. They've got several categories. They've got a bearded hen category, which is going to be $1,500 prize. I think that's $2,000. Oh, it's $2,000 yeah, prize? I think, I think, yeah. Don't quote us on it. I'm pretty sure the bearded hen is 2000 Either way. First bird off the roost was 1500 Nice. Whoever brings in the first bird. Which, 
I don't think we're going to be able to do don't that. We're a but. good 30, 45 minutes away from the weigh-in. <laughs> right. So we're not going to hold our breath for that one. But. No, but. <laughs> have to break the speed limit or two to get over there. Yeah, they, get they, may, they don't mean shoot it off the roost and get here by daylight, <laughs> do they? <laughs> no, unfortunately. <laughs> you said first bird off roost, I guarantee you that one was the first one. <laughs> I'd say it was. He come off roof, roost first. Whether he comes off willing or not, they didn't say first no, bird didn't. willingly off That's the roost. They didn't. They didn't. Uh, well, in that case, just take one with you as you go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Take us a farm turkey down there. There you go. No, unfortunately, but. you've got to pass a lie detector test. If you win this competition or win any of the prizes, that's it. you got to pass polygraph. Mm-hmm. So, that's pretty cool. Well, yeah. that's, they've been doing that in bass fishing for years. Um, so it's, yeah. it keeps cool. it. With that much money. Well, yeah. that's it. With that right. much money on the line, you got to keep it as close to honest as you can. Right. You know there's going to be some fellers down there. Going to cheat every bit they can. That's <laughs> just like competition, coon hunting, PKC and stuff. When you get into the money, you get into the cheating. Yeah. Yep. You ain't cheating, you ain't trying if you look at it from the NASCAR. That's right. right. That's right. That's <laughs> exactly right. And Rick Flair's motto, always win, never lose, cheat if you must. Yeah. <laughs> That's yep. it. But uh, I guess that'll probably bring us to our next break, I guess. Or well, no, we got, we we're got going, more plans for this year, don't we? Yeah. What do you guys have planned for this year, turkey season? Yeah. Well, first of all, kill a turkey. Kill a turkey. <laughs> that's our that's our number one goal, is to try to kill a turkey. Maybe uh, uh, we're 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 uh, rookies. We we we're not turkey hunters. Definitely what? don't look, listen to our turkey advice because we are not uh, <laughs> slam them down kind of turkey hunters. No, we we are just beginning at this turkey hunting stuff. But uh, hopefully this year, maybe I'm going to hunt Tennessee and North Carolina both. Hopefully, can at least tag out in one state. Hopefully both. Yeah, I mean, I hope I get a li- little bit more time to. Work. I'm not like uh, him. I have to work. Uh, so. <laughs> hey, I go before work, son. I get up early and I go before work. Yeah, but see, my trouble is once I go, I can't quit. Go. I gotta go, go, go. I gotta try to stay there till I. It does work. make it hard when you have to work because all you, all you got some mornings and and hopefully evenings, and it's hard to. It's what I, my problem was last year. I could go. Listen, if I didn't hear nothing on the roost, then I was pretty much done. Go to work, you know. But yeah, and that, that that's a challenge to just go in and, and kill a bird off the roost. Yeah. Uh, sometimes you get them to fly down right. Sometimes you don't. It's just. Uh, well, it seems like maybe one out of ten if you're lucky. Yeah. You always, especially when I roost a bird, I go in there the next morning. In my head, I know that's a dead bird. I'm gonna go in. I'm gonna call. He's gonna fly right at me. Yeah. And nine times out of ten, he hears me and he'll gobble his head off and then he'll fly the other way. Yeah. And then the chase is on. You spend half a day chasing this one bird and you're sitting here yeah. thinking, I'm gonna get fired. I gotta go to work. Somebody's <laughs> gonna kill me. But man, I've done a lot of scouting this year for the past three weeks. I've scouted and scouted and scouted. I know where a lot of birds is, but that don't mean I'm gonna kill any. That's you know it. I mean, yep. Well, it's like it's sat last Saturday. We knew where the couple was. Yeah, well, I, I got us in there within nothing. 150 yards of it when it gobbled on the roost, but somebody Yeah, came, the reason it gobbled somebody, on the roost. Yeah, somebody <laughs> came by us and went on. They was going to get a little closer. They knew where he was, too. They heard him gobbling, yeah, too. Yeah, they was going to go a little closer, and they got a little too close. They walked right in on top of that bird roost, and he took off. Yeah. That bird was out of there. I've been there before. It happens. I, I didn't, it didn't bother me. I mean, it's public land. It's just it's, it's one of those it. things. He didn't know he was there. And, yeah. Well, it wouldn't have mattered if he did. He'd probably I mean, still he, done that yeah, anyway. He didn't care. He's trying to kill a turkey, <laughs> hey, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's got just as right as we do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. So, well, Christian, what about you? What's your plans for this year? Well, uh, we hit Georgia already, like I say. Hit South Carolina. I'd like to tag out South Carolina. That'd, that'd be a good goal. That would be nice. On my part. 
me personally, I've never killed a turkey, so tagging out is kind of a tall task. <laughs> Just like to so, tag one before we tag out. Yeah, that's it. That's it. I need to tag one. <laughs> that's it. But, yeah, go and go there. And uh, I talked to a couple of boys talking about maybe going either back to Georgia for a hunt or maybe out to Alabama or something, I know, just for a weekend or something. But other than that, like I say, just trying to film all we can, biggest part, get everything we can for footage yep. for the show. Get as many down on camera as we can. That's it. Personally, yeah. get the first bird down and yeah. get on a roll and put some birds on the Maybe dirt. everybody on the team can get one this year that turkey hunts and get on film. I, I, have, I have pretty high hopes everybody will. I think. Well, we got some really, really good turkey hunters. Yeah, I mean, that's for right. sure. We We've got, got some. some of the best turkey callers. We were talking about this earlier. Yeah. I mean, I can call a turkey with a mouth call. But I always use it to finish them. I call them with a slate call and strike them with a box call. But once they get in sight, you got to finish them with a mouth call. And I've got the ability to finish with a mouth call. It's nothing like when you hear Mitch or Justin or them or boys. Matthew, the one. Or Matthew. One of them boys. <laughs> yeah. boys yeah, just, Matthew and Justin and Mitch, all three, are, yeah. are awesome turkey callers. You get to feeling yeah. real good about what you're doing until you hear them, and you're like, all right. <laughs> yeah. And so, yeah. yeah. Them boys, boys are playing <laughs> checkers or chess, and I'm still playing checkers. Yeah. This is yeah. a different and, level. And two, they're awesome. I, I'm not hunting with Justin, but I've hunted with, with Matthew and him and Mitch both awesome at, at you know running and gunning. Yeah. And they Matthew's can, got a lot of patience too to sit still and wait on a turkey all day if he needs to. I tell yeah, you boys, it. you gotta give you you gotta give your hats off to Matthew. He's a hunting rascal. Oh yeah. I mean he goes at it. Son, he has been as, as long go. as I've known him. We were in high school together. We were I was a freshman, he was a sophomore, and we were in Dwayne Craigie's ag class. And him and Chris had been videoing deer hunt. And he comes in, he's like and this was on VHS cameras. This is Back in the early 2000s. <laughs> he come in, he's like, you got to check this out. I killed this deer a long ways off. And I'm like, all right. So we talked to Craig, and Craig brings TV in. This was back before there were TVs in every classroom. Had to roll that baby in. <laughs> we put a tape in there, and you see this doe, and she is out there. I mean, she's way out there. And I looked at Matthew. I said, how far away is that deer, Matthew? 94 yards. <laughs> and you hear the shot, and you see the arrow leave the camera view. And it was gone forever, and it comes back in and just freaking pinwheels He is lucky, too. He'll tell you he's lucky. He ten-ringed that deer 94 yards, and she jumped straight up and landed flat on her back and did not move. He showed me where he shot a deer with a rifle at 500 yards. A big deer, too. I mean, he showed me the place he's standing and the place he shot it at, and it was was 500 yards. Yeah, he he sure did. He pinwheeled that doe at 94 yards with a bow. But his turkey And a sophomore, him a sophomore in high school, sophomore (laughs) or junior, it was right around that. Yeah. A lot of people go home, he'll sit all day. Yeah, he's he's got the patience to do it, and that's it. He's a hunter. That's all you can say. Mitch is, too. I mean, Mitch is a go-getter. That's it. When it comes to hunting. Them boys are something else. And Justin, you know, Justin's an awesome caller. He won, what, second in the state one time? Yeah, Justin yeah. can smoke a call. Oh, yeah. I mean, he can do uh, stuff that I can't even think to do. He, uh, like a kiki run and all that kind of stuff, you know, he can just, he can blister it. Yeah, whatever, sure. whatever kind of call you say. And see, the thing that separates Justin from a lot of people is, is he studies birds. Mm-hmm. Like, he's going to study uh, South Carolina birds, Kentucky birds. He's going to know what they are, what breed, they, breed are. they are of turkey, and what kyle he should use. Yeah. So, he's... Uh, well, and even though they're Eastern, you go state to state, every bird's different. Yep. Yeah. I mean, even though we're primarily focused on Eastern birds, we didn't get a chance to go hunt Osceola's this year. 
and I don't know that anybody's going out west to hunt Miriams or anything like that, that this I year. But I know I mean, even was going to go to Canada and hunt, but he didn't. Uh, go yeah, to yeah. Actually, I think, yeah, I think Mitch and him's actually going to Saskatchewan. Are they? Or later, I think more for deer hunting, but but they're going up there. I think. Yeah, I think yeah. they're going to elk tag and a mule deer. I think they get like one of everything when they go up go up there. I think. Yeah, if I'm not mistaken. They get like a bear tag, a moose tag. It's whatever. definitely a target-rich environment for Gosh, sure. Yeah. You can get a lot of animal up there if you've got the money to do yeah. it. Long but if you have a, a, you know, a chance to go hunt Kentucky for turkeys, yeah, killer place to hunt. Yeah, big birds, big big beards, big spurs. I yeah. mean, and there are a lot of birds. A lot of birds there. A lot, a ton of birds. That's awesome. Uh, Travis and Justin, my brother-in-law, Travis and uh, Justin, that's on the show. Uh, they went up there four or five years ago, and that's the biggest bird little Trav ever killed. Uh, I think it's an inch and five eighths or something like that's that. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. yeah, he was telling me that story over the weekend. He said uh, uh, Justin Johnson and uh, little Travi they went to Kentucky. So they was up at some uh, some club or something he was a part of. Said so the first morning they was there, it's like thirty six gobblers they yep. seen in one place. That's insane. I mean, ridiculous amount. That's like, insane. And it was a double there. beard. Uh, I think one. Yeah, was, the one that he shot, I think, or yeah, killed that weekend was beard, double beard, inch and five eight spurs. Yeah, uh, that's all. Just big, a crazy bird, just you know? gosh, big yeah. monster turkey, just a gosh, giant. Yeah. That's awesome. And I hope that's what one of you boys kill this weekend. You know, that's what we're hoping what for. We're hoping. I mean, get one killed and be back up here by lunchtime. Yeah, that's <laughs> Thursday. That's yeah. Thursday. That's yeah, South Thursday. Carolina hunt. Yeah, yeah Thursday. Yeah. yeah, so we can only kill one bird within the first ten days, and I've, I'm the only one that has tags right now. So, yeah. I mean. Hopefully we can get one early off the roost. And Maybe Christian can film you. That's the goal. Yeah, and then I, we'll see try. that would be cool if you. I mean, if he gets the film, if he gets the bird, you get the flop, then then you get first place. You know. Oh, that's next that's, weekend. That's, yeah, that's, that's next weekend. Next week, following weekend. Yeah, after, that's after the. We're trying to use this Thursday hunt as a test run because we're testing out the camo across the camera and stuff because. Yeah. When you're running these cameras, I mean, there's a lot you of glare. You've got to hide them. Big time. Yeah. And I've tried so everything. It has a, sun flickers on them or anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Anything Boom. out Plus of the ordinary and they're gone. You can, plan, you can plan it out as much as you want to. I don't care what you do. You can plan from December 31st until opening day of turkey season. No matter what you do, you got on that first day. Something's, Something's going to go wrong. Something's going to go wrong. This liking <laughs> goes back to Georgia's weekend. I, yep. I figured, you know, I've got this, I got a piece of camo burlap or whatever and got some stuff to hide the camera real well. That way, if, if a bird gets busted, it ain't going to be because of the cameraman. It ain't going to be because of me. I get everything cut up and looking all right. I was like, this will be all right. I can put this kind of over my head. I can get it wrapped up to where if I do need to move my hands a little bit move the camera, I'm going to be all right. Yeah, we got set up inside that first tree that first morning. We heard that one gobble. I pulled that piece out and it just kept coming. I mean, burlap just kept coming out of that bag. I was like, what in God's name have I done? <laughs> I throw that burlap over top of it and it looked like about a 10 by 10 piece of burlap. I somehow still managed to grab the wrong piece of burlap that I cut. <laughs> I was like, well, if we if there was a turkey within range here, it's out of here by now. Yeah. I done made racket and I was mad. I cussed. I was irritated as could be. <laughs> and I'd worked on it, I'm telling you. Yeah, you sent me a long. picture of the one that you had cut and made yeah. for the camera. Yeah, I don't know how I didn't realize. I guess I was just excited <laughs> to get out there that morning. Yeah, we cut but, it the night yeah, before we cut, and had it prepared. Well, that was yeah, that was the one we cut. Light, or uh, I guess it was uh, Friday, Friday night. Friday night we cut it. Yeah, Friday night we cut that same piece. That cut big it piece, and had it fixed to have it ready for all you youth day in Tennessee. The camera, you know, lens. That's it. The more test runs you do, the better off. That's it, exactly. And that's what we're going to treat South Carolina as a good, good hard test run. That way, we get down to Strutmasters. Yep. We shouldn't have any problems. Hopefully, we'll bring our A game. I mean, the guns are on. We've patterned the guns. 
Samuel come over and he patterned his gun. We're yeah. we're ready to go and he's confident. He said all we got to do is go down there, kill the biggest bird, win fifteen thousand dollars, then we're going to go fishing the next day. That's so, it. Like, Simple as that. I was that, like, right? well, that's just easy enough. I mean, <laughs> yeah. all we got to do is go down there. He said, I've got I've got zero doubt. He said, we're going to go down there and we're going to win the thing. So I was like, I'm not quite as confident as you are, but I like your attitude. I like it. I Hopefully like the turkeys will make it that easy for you. Yeah, let's hope so. We can only hope. All right, guys. So we're going to go into our second break, and we will be back with you shortly. And we are live again. All right, guys. We're back with the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast presented to you by Appalachian Holler Hunters and Mountaineer Outfitters. And... We have talked about a whole lot of stuff. We've got off the track a couple of times today, but that's all right. <laughs> but uh, we want to get into last turkey season. You guys had some pretty interesting stories happen to you last turkey season, didn't you? Yeah, between between the three of us, all three of us, it was our very first turkey season ever. Yeah. You know, we, you know of course, these boys, they bear hunters from way, way back. back. Yeah. <laughs> but And I ain't hunted too long myself in general, but overall, this is definitely all three of us our first turkey season my my first turkey season it's uh definitely a different different ball game well i tell you it's uh my first turkey season uh was a weight loss program (laughs) chased a lot of chased a lot of happy birds in the end of it they were happy because i didn't kill them so uh I guess worked out for both of us our best our best opportunity was opening day and we had birds gobbling well, one was what two hundred yards from us, straight in front of us, and then yeah, we probably I guarantee you we had three at least three long beards, a couple of jakes right off the bat. But then when the, the beards started getting involved, they kind of hushed up. Travis up wouldn't quick. let me set up where I wanted to, or we'd have been we'd have been in high cotton. <laughs> yeah, Travis. Uh-huh. Well, if we had to move, let's get let's get down to the. We nitty-gritty. set up on top of the ridge, and he came in. Probably 25 yards of us, but we couldn't see him because he's just over the peak. Over the hump, yeah. Yeah, and, but uh, this is this is the circle of up. truth right he was, here. So. He was more interested in getting better film. Yeah. And uh, that one came right there and gobble, 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 and he never would come closer. Then he leaves there, just gobbling his head off. Yeah. Then another bird comes in from the right, and uh, he's coming. I mean, he's he flies over. Yeah. And comes in, and he gets probably 40 yards, and I was going to let him come on around where Trey could shoot him, and – he he made us and turned to run. I shot at him and I missed him. I mean, okay, now we're going to hear the true story <laughs> of what happened. Yeah, it was <laughs> a true story. <laughs> now that we're done with all the fictional stories here. <laughs> yeah, now yeah. we're going to hear the truth. Yeah. Uh, the truth of the matter is we were set up perfect. No. Absolutely. No, 110% perfect. No. And we were calling this We've been set up just over that peak. It's been perfect. Hey, sir. Sir, can you, can you back away from your mic? <laughs> you want me to hit his mute button real quick? <laughs> we both can't talk at the same time. Uh, but anyhow, what happened, But you know, I got interrupted and talked over yeah. there a little bit. But what happened was we were set up perfect. No. And Not a.k.a. Enough. Pete Roy, Sam Clawson, uh, said, let's move. Let's move. Let's move. And I'm like, no, let's not well, That move. bird was coming in from the back of us. We had to turn around. I mean. Yeah, not really. Yeah, we could have stayed still. <laughs> when you're set up facing this way and there's a bird coming this way, do you not need to turn around? No. I mean. Never. 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 <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but Hold anyhow. that mirror and shoot the shotgun backwards. <laughs> yeah. But anyhow, the bird was coming. And after we moved, he come exactly where we was at and set him up. He a did come where zone. we were sitting at. We yeah. should have just turned around, but we actually 
move forward towards the the bird, but we should just turn around where we're sitting. I got you. But because my goal is to get one on camera or not get one at all. Yeah, that's that's my goal. Well, I'm just after the meat. <laughs> my top priority but yeah well we're gonna have to change that but yeah we can't put the meat on youtube can we <laughs> no. now you're talking about pita there's this big slab of meat we got i gotta eat i gotta eat well, ain't that what it means people eating tasty animals yeah ain't that what that stands for that's what i thought, that's that's what I thought. Exactly right. but anyhow we had uh the first day we'd done that, it was kind of a goof. We moved, and then here comes a bird flying in. He's hotter than a firecracker, and Pete Roy misses straight up. I mean, with a cannon. He's shooting a well, cannon. I, I'm I, not I, kidding, a cannon. I, I, I do shoot a 10-gauge. but Oh, my God. With a 38-inch barrel, for people. With a 38-inch barrel. But I was shooting through briar patch with grapevines and stuff hanging in it, and, and the bird running, I mean, shoot. I mean, I, this I shouldn't even shot, but you can't yeah, hit it if you don't try. No, that's right. That's it. This is the thing with uh, shooting a ten gauge. If you miss, you know you missed a lot. <laughs> <laughs> you really missed for the ten gauge, huh? Because when you got something catching your shot, it's not too hard to miss. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's I mean, I too. wish we'd have got it on footage, but we didn't. I do have a little, you know, a little clip of the aftermath. Uh, I, I showed Christian where I was shooting, and it's definitely... Court, he's yeah. your son. Of course, he's going to take up for you. <laughs> he ain't going to take up. Now it's kind of two against one here, whatever we got to do. But anyhow... The next hunt we went on, uh, we tried to outsmart the bird because the bird had definitely learned our little bag of tricks. Not just us, but there's everybody and their brother in their hunting. Yeah. 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 Well, anytime you hunt public land, you're going to get a lot of people hunting, and that's just... So what we've done, and, you know, everybody out there is going to say, oh, my God, you guys are idiots. Well, we are. (laughs) We don't know where we're going. (laughs) Back to to first season turkey hunting. (laughs) We didn't know what we was doing. I mean, we just... I mean, it's apparent we didn't kill a turkey. Well, of course, we, we're idiots. Well, we just learned when we called to him, he'd just go straight away. Just, I mean, just gobble his head off, go straight away. So, well, I said, well, me and Trav go around and get in front of him because we know where he's going to go. Yeah. And uh, and I'll call to him. Right. Yeah, you're going to push him to him. Right. Yeah. So that's what you. we did. And, uh, and believe it or not, it worked. It worked, except <laughs> for the fact that I put Trey behind a little dirt pile. Yeah. And where he could, you know, stay hid. Well, he turns around backwards and pretty much just goes to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> and that's my son. When he's talking about Trey, he's talking about my son. He has that defect where if he wants to go to sleep, he says, <laughs> and he's down. Yeah, and so I moved up the hill just a little bit, and I was could watch it, and I was watching the, the gobbler came up over the peak, and he quit gobbling. Yeah. And he's coming right straight toward Trey. And I thought, well, man, we're going to have to do something here. Yeah. So I called Travis, and I was like, Travis, you hit your call. And I had a, one of those gobbles you shake. You know? Yeah. And uh, it was H&S Strut or something. But uh, I said, you hit your call, and I'm going to hit this gobble and see if we can't make him do something because he wasn't gobbling no more. He'd yeah. Up. And he had uh, Jake with him and a couple hens. And uh, Travis did, and I hit my gobble. When I did, he started beating the far out at Jake, you know. Yeah. And it took off straight <laughs> toward Trey and – when he gobbled, Trey woke up and he wheels around and and uh, 
The story I got, it scared him to death. Yeah. When he gobbled, he <laughs> when right he got, on top of tree. Yeah, scared him yeah, to death. Yeah, it scared him. Well, usually when you're asleep and then a gobble gobbles right here. <laughs> you know, it, but it's gobbling. When it woke him up, you know, he startled anyway, and he turns around, and then there's that Jake coming running straight at yeah. him, and he pulls up and shoots at it, and it just flies <laughs> off. And well, that's the end of that. Huh? He probably <laughs> shot that out of self-defense. <laughs> yeah. It'd be terrifying to wake up and see a big old yeah. dinosaur coming at you. Yeah. <laughs> and I asked him afterwards, I said, son, you know, that was six yards. It's hard to miss at six yards. You point and shoot. Point and shoot. And he said, uh, yeah, I'm not sure I pointed. <laughs> <laughs> he missed the first part of that. He just got the second part, huh? Yeah, but that was that's awesome. Pretty much the only two to talk about episodes we had. Yeah, we had a bunch of other ones that we just run the heels off of, you know, trying to get in front of, them, trying to do, you know. And where we were hunting, God it's really almighty. steep. Yeah, it's straight up, straight <clears throat> down. It's uh, it's there's a lot of laurel. It's it's thick as the hair on the dog's back, and there were people everywhere. Yeah, I mean. Every yeah. morning we would go, and there was some idiot over there that would hoot. just blow an owl hoot. Con- I mean, hoo, 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 for hours. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, way after daylight. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it could be 12 o'clock today, and you go He's over and over. It's we 15 to, to him a crow call. <laughs> yeah, it's 15 <laughs> to 1, and you show up, you know, because we'd leave around, you know, 10, 30, 11 o'clock. Maybe they'd get some hen, get bread, and then yeah. we'd go back over about 2 or something. Well, we go back over and we hear, hoo, hoo, hoo. <laughs> and I'm thinking, okay, See, man, you need to either buy some better equipment or get a turkey. Apparently, call. he apparently he knew less than I did. I mean, well, maybe he was owl hunting. Maybe he wasn't turkey. Well, I'll call him. I've called it. I called him owl yesterday. Actually, yeah, Saturday when we was youth hunting Tennessee. I called him yeah, right, right, right on top of us. We were sitting there, and he's, he, you know, we had that. We'd already had that gobbler take off from us. Yeah, and uh, we get set up and whatever. He, he hits alcohol once to see if we can get one shot gobble anywhere. Nothing. Here comes this owl over top. I hit the owl call right again. He come right back in. Yeah, he got that bone collector call must be doing something pretty good. Yeah, absolutely. He hit it again. The owl come right in. I mean, directly in front of us. I mean, yeah. he could have. Well, I mean, what if you can't cut the owls out? They need a little loving too. Well, I mean, <laughs> but that guy, that guy you talking about, he must have knew more less than I did. Because I mean, when I started, I didn't even know that turkeys gobble on the roost on their own. Yeah, I mean, that's how much I knew. I didn't know crap about it. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can kind of see that if you ever watch the footage, if we ever put up a bloopers video or something like that, you'll see that we have no idea what we're doing. We're totally, uh, we're kind of like, you know, you take a five-year-old and say here run this bulldozer i'm probably sitting, not going right. to wind up with a smooth road that that's uh, right that's well, everybody's got to start somewhere yeah right? yeah and i yeah. mean especially you boys going out it'd be different if you were going out with matthew and following him around that first season or something like that right yeah i went with Matthew. you can learn that. a lot following somebody yes, yeah. that has been hunting a long right. time i went with matthew after that and learned some stuff you know after the first day went with him and christian and we yeah. learned, i learned some stuff but and yeah, I mean, when I say we're idiots, I don't say we're incompetent. We're just idiots about uh, not knowing how to turkey hunt. Yeah, <laughs> right. that's, uh, we're just basically blind to the to the to oh. the, to the right. art. Yeah. YouTube, right. YouTube only shows you so much when you're trying to learn something like that. <laughs> yeah, they don't you go, tell you what to do when a turkey's well, gobbling I, and walking away from right. you. 
Right. I That's, hadn't ever watched anything on YouTube until this year. Last year, I didn't watch anything. You know, this year I've watched, you know, Michael Waddell and uh, – yeah, my hat's off to him. He's he's a killer turkey on there. Yeah. And he, well, and that's how he got his start in the outdoor industry. He won some calling competitions, right? National calling championships and stuff. And right. that's how started he got started with real tree. Real tree. Uh, Bill Jordan picked <laughs> him up at a calling competition. Come to him and said, for them. "Yeah, said I want you to come work for us." And that's how he got his start in the outdoor industry was calling competitions. So I mean. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's good. good. He's I mean, very yeah, good. He's, he's good. good. You won't right. find many that's any better no. than no, he, he is with a turkey calling his hand. Call, box call, well, and it's like class. he knows what those birds are thinking. I mean, yep. but he's been doing it hard but every year time. for a long time. <laughs> but he knows I mean, how to think time. turkey, don't That's he? it. That's it. And like well, my, Mitch and Matthew, you get some guys that it's – I swear it seems like they know exactly what that bird's thinking. They're inside his head. Yep. Some of my favorite videos of Michael to watch is uh, when he misses a turkey or when he can't get one to cooperate. You, you guys watch the one where he's with his son in the pine thicket. And he gets up and throws his gun and says, there ain't no way to kill these turkeys. There ain't no way to kill them. Yeah, I saw that. Well, that's just southern birds. I mean, that's just yeah. – that eastern birds in particular, they're so hard. They don't cooperate so many times. Yeah, I've learned that. <laughs> well, especially up here. I mean, we run into problems – right in the area where we live that a lot of people that hunt easterns don't run into and that's the weather i mean everybody right. has weather changes but ours drastic it's so dramatic the changes are because like you said we had 60 degrees two days ago 65 almost 70 mm-hmm. and in three days it's supposed to snow well i mean yeah. that's like i mean <laughs> well wednesday and not just to, a little bit it's supposed to be like two inches yeah it's supposed to yeah, have well, a decent snow well, yeah, wednesday is supposed to be high. 60 yeah it was a high of 70 saturday yeah and now it's flooded for two and a half days water's up by how many it's only how many inches and then it's gonna snow it's dropped down like to 40 said. out there but it's supposed to get back up to like 60 some degrees wednesday then snow wednesday night and thursday morning yeah the yeah. high to be like 40 degrees. Right. It's like they say, if you Thursday. don't like the weather, wait five minutes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, It'll that's the way it is. That's it. <laughs> but uh, I tell you, I think uh, I think that everybody that, that we hunted with in turkey season at least had a good time. Oh, yeah. You know? Oh, gosh, yeah. We had a blast. I laughed at him missing at that turkey for three hours. <laughs> And now I watch it on my phone and I still like it. Yeah, I hope he yeah. misses. I hope he misses one this year. It'll happen. If you haven't missed a turkey, you've not shot it enough yeah, turkeys. I mean, I've killed my fair share of birds and I've missed birds and it's like when you miss one after especially after you've been hunting a long time, it shocks you almost. I missed one a couple years ago up here on the mountain and I had a buddy of mine sitting right behind me and I shot and he's like, What happened? I, I don't have a freaking clue. I don't know how I missed that. He's 35 yards. And I just, I, it was like, it it was just everything lined up. The stars lined up. He come right in. You throw up, he's dead meat. And you squeeze and he runs off. And you're like, for real? I mean, <laughs> you really running away from me right now. There's no way. And it's just, it oh, happens when I you mean, turkey I, hunt. I still laugh at Christian's video too. Because if he would have shot at that bird, Two seconds before he did. <laughs> well, that was the thing. Yeah, I was going to say, he's he kicking the misses. It. Let's go to Christian's hunting. You guys yeah, got we to go back to my week. season last year, hitting on that. Like I say, I couldn't see. It was first, I, it, it was it was screwed well, up. Well, he needs glasses. He can't see past his hand. <laughs> that's we found that out today, too. We found that yeah, out today, too. That, that's, that's problem number one. Problem number two was, I was like I say, it was my first season. So, well, I was sitting there with Matthew. He's like, that bird's going to come down right there, right there. 
So when I was looking, he's like, I tried down your gum bar. I was like, looking down my gum bar, and I look, it's down here in this field. I'm like, all right, I'm, right, I'm watching right there. In reality, he meant, it's over here. So I'm looking over there. I'm looking here, and the bird's coming out there. So when it comes up behind that tree, I'm already behind. So I get wheeled over and look, and I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. He said, shoot, shoot. I'm like, I still can't see it. There's a ton of brush there where I'm sitting, and it's it's ridiculous. I've been, specifically with filming, it's ridiculous how much just three or four inches makes when you're sitting down beside a tree when you're well, looking somewhere. Oh, yeah. I, that's something I learned about turkey hunting. You don't want to get in a bad setup where you got something where you, you're – it's in the if way you got a gun, you gonna yeah. get yourself in a pickle. Your setup's everything with turkey hunting. And that's it. And like I say, you can move three inches, and it's entirely different. I literally, for, yeah. it was it was me to Sam where me and Matthew was well, sitting tell you one at thing, that place. Though. And he but, had a perfect view. I couldn't, I couldn't see nothing. I literally had a gap that was no more than a foot <laughs> of what gap I had to shoot. <laughs> so. I'll tell you one thing with Chris, though. I mean, I know he ain't been hunting a whole long, a, a long time, you know, Couple of years and he's knocking the mic back and slapping it around. He slapped that cord. Five he's got me, me all uncomfortable talking but, about my misses now. But he's gonna he's gonna make a pretty good one because we just said he missed a turkey and then we had to sit here and listen to fifteen minutes of him explaining why he whining. He's whining. I don't. We to put look, a sign up says we got a five dollar fine for whining. Look, I, I'm I'm probably the most competitive person you'll ever meet in your life. He's got his microphone doing sweet. <laughs> well, boys, it's like we if said. I screw when up. I'm pissed at myself. I don't like being in the wrong. If I can not be in the wrong, I'm gonna do whatever it takes to not be in the wrong. Well, and it's like we said and when we it. were starting this podcast. It's your lie. You tell it how you want to. So you make it. up every excuse you want to make up. That's it. Hey, that's what I do. I make up all kinds of that's excuses. Right. Well, I, I'm gonna be honest with you. Uh, I just try to call Sam out on his. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that's see, a brother thing. See, see, I mean, that's just the way it if is. If you hadn't brothers. made your mistake, I wouldn't have made mine. If we had set up where I wanted to set up to start with, then I wouldn't. I would. I would have had a better shot. It was a domino so, effect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it was a domino effect. Uh, a bad, miss is a miss. We had a bad leader. <laughs> we had a bad leader. That's just the fact. Well, ain't you the older brother? <laughs> yeah, but he was running the show turkey because he knew a little more than I did. Obviously, not much, but he knew a little more than I did. He did know how to use box call. And, you know, I didn't know how to call or nothing. Well, and I'll tell you uh, another thing we're going to do this year ahead of time. We're gonna we're gonna have a shooting class. Yeah, I think we're you about know, too couple, late on that. A couple of days before. No, 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 no. <laughs> we want we want to make sure that the next morning when we wake up that we just fired that gun before we went to bed. You want the barrel to still be smoking? Yeah, don't be you? We want it to be warm where that lead's going to draw together, you know, and it's going. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, but but I mean, I can give him a hard time because he is my brother, and he can give me a hard time. But the simple fact is, he missed. <laughs> I did, I did miss. He but missed. Like, like Christian said, uh, there's reasons for it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there is reasons behind it, that's yeah. for sure. Yeah. But, but, well, like I say, going back to my stuff, you it's kind of backtracking a little bit. Not the miss. Not the miss. Let's get that out of the way. I'm done with that. I'm over it. Whatever. You moved on. I'm in. It looks like you moved on. He <laughs> hasn't moved on. <laughs> It's whatever, whatever. We're going it, back to it. It's kind of backtrack what you said a few minutes ago. Unless you kind of follow somebody around like Mitch or Matthew mm-hmm. or something, you don't really learn a whole lot. I got lucky on that end of the deal because that's what I've done all last year for most part. I didn't actually do a ton of hunting. That one shot I made was the only shot I had at a bird all year just because I, I didn't focus on hunting much. I was more focused on filming, and I, I shadowed Mitch and Matthew and them boys. I stayed with them about all season long, and I learned a ton. 
you know, <clears throat> they don't, if they make a mistake, I mean, they rarely ever do make a mistake, but you, if they do make a mistake, you learn from it pretty quick because them boys know what they're doing. Like, oh, yeah. You know, like you just oh, said. Yeah. They're good turkey hunters and, and good uh, deer hunters, both of them. Oh, God, I mean, yeah. If they, if they can good. hunt it, they've probably hunted it, and they can probably hunt it well. Yep. So, uh, like I say, I got to follow them boys, and that was basically the story. Of Mitch is a good fire hunter, too. Yeah. Gosh, yeah. Uh, Every one of them is. Yeah, they're, they're good hunters all the way around. I mean, they, they, if you put them in the woods, they're going to kill something. That's I mean, it. That's it. That's it. It don't matter what they're chasing. They're good at it. And I, and I might kill something, but it might not be what I went after. Yeah. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> That's me. But. Well, I didn't hunt that much last year during turkey season. That was before I was part of the group. I wasn't videoing or anything. And the last couple of years, I've done more guiding than I've done anything and just taking my buddies. And I was hired from a local fly shop down in Spruce Pine to be a professional guide for turkey hunting. I don't know how professional I was. I get, I was getting paid good to do it. Let's just <laughs> say that. Matters. Yeah, and I saw more misses in that couple of seasons. I had one guy that missed five times, five different birds in one morning. I put him <laughs> on five birds. The furthest shot was 22 yards, and the closest shot was eight, and he missed every one of was them. That one – Excited or what? I. He had – too much thought into his setup on his gun and stuff. He had a red dot on it, a big like dot on it, and all this stuff. He, I told him, I said, rip all that mess up off, <laughs> put a dot on the end of the barrel, and simplify it. Because he was putting too much. He kept shooting high, kept shooting high. And then the last one, he tried to compensate in it being at eight yards. And he shot, it was up a hill from us. We were sitting in a logging road, and it come across the point of a hill eight yards away. And he blew dirt up about four yards in front of that turkey and just covered that dirt, turkey in dirt. And that turkey <laughs> oh, started thanks. flying. The last time I saw it, I think it was hitting Morganton City Limits because <laughs> it was gone. I mean, we were right at the top of the mountain over here before you drop into the National Forest. And last yeah, time I saw it, it was headed toward Morganton. It was <laughs> gone. But not many people get that opp- many opportunities in a season. No, one no. We, well, <laughs> and that's the thing. When you're guiding turkey hunts, you want your guys to be on birds. You want at least to give them an opportunity. And when they mess the first one up, you're like, well, well, that's fine. We'll keep rolling. We'll keep rolling. And, I mean, every bird that I called to that day come running. And so <laughs> every one of them took off running or flying the other way. But he did. He missed five oh, times six. in one morning. But I got another buddy that uh, he wanted to start turkey hunting year before last. He'd never been before. First time we go out, we go down here on public land. First setup, I've got a bird that I've been messing with all season. This is about the third week of season. And I get in there and start calling, son, he's gobbling his head off. He's gobbling his head off. So I told Samuel, I was like, get in front of me. I'm going to get behind you a little bit, and I'm going to call him through you to me. So I'm calling. This bird's hammering, hammering, hammering. And I'm sitting back there just enjoying the show. I'm like, it's fixing to happen. And I glance over to the left, and here comes a Jake walking through. I mean, right towards Samuel. And the big bird's coming from the right, and he's kind of down off the hill. And that Jake... I mean, he disappears behind. I can see Samuel's silhouette up against the tree, and I lose the Jake for Samuel's silhouette. And I'm like, gum, this thing's going to walk all over top of him, and he wasn't calling or anything. And then I see his shoulders tense up a little bit, and I was like, well, he sees that big bird. And then boom, gun goes off. He jumps up, starts fist pumping. I go over and release the Jake, which I don't care. It was his first bird, son. I was tickled to death for him. But needless to say, I never got on that big bird anymore that season. (laughs) And then we threw that bird in the truck, go to the bottom of the mountain, circle around, and come up uh, Linville Mountain, get on another bird down there. And you're talking about birds going away from you. Um, This was just a perfect example of me being more stubborn than the turkey was. 
we got in there. I had two of them gobbling their head off, but they kept walking away. And we hit a just is a bear trail down there, hunting trail that's in the area of the gorge where they had burnt. Yeah. And we start walking and start walking. I'm calling, and they keep going away, keep going away, keep going away. We get about a mile, mile and a half in there, and I finally just sat down. And Samuel's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm not going any further. I said, they're either going to come to me or I'm going to quit. And I call and call, and they keep going away and keep going out. That's it. I'm done calling. I set my calls down. About 10 minutes, you hear, boy, boy. Here they're coming back. I just start purring a little bit to them. Suddenly, here they come on a freaking string. Two big old public land long beards, 20 yards, just drop them. Gosh, yeah. We were back here, and I was at work by 8.30, two birds down on public land. Pretty awesome. And then last year, so that's his first experience turkey hunting. First day he'd ever went turkey hunting. We didn't get to go anymore that year, but... He's like, and that may be oh, why he's yeah. so confident about yeah, strut masters. Yeah, why he's so excited about going I mean, it went so easy. So last year, opening day, we're going to do it again. We're going to go double up again. So we go down the first place we stop, down on government land, hammering, hammering. We get up and get in position. We've got a, I don't know why, but we're in the middle of the woods, and there's a dirt pile that's probably as big as this area right here, about six foot tall. So we just back right up against that dirt pile. And the bird's coming down the hill. And I told Samuel, I said, get ready. We're sitting side by side. And he's just going to come right around in front of us. We're going to kill him. Just that simple. He gets right before he can, before we can see him and circles around. And he's literally standing on the back side of the dirt pile, gobbling. I mean, it's shaking the ground every time oh, this bird gobbles. <laughs> and he starts around the right side of the dirt pile. And we're facing this way. I told Samuel, I said, very easy. Roll over and just lay down and when he comes around that dirt pile he's going to be in your face it's going to be three yards you're going to have to shoot him or he's going to step on us he rolls over and that bird hammers three times and no more than he gets in position i look over and here comes the bird around the left side of the dirt pile right out in front of me at 10 yards and i'm sitting here and samuel's laying on his belly looking that way and i was like can you move he goes no uh, all right, boom, so I throw up and shoot the turkey and just roll him and kill him dead in a hammer right there. And Samuel look, gets up and he looks around and he's like, yeah, that's some trick right there. You look that way and then you call a bird around the other side. He said, you did that crap on purpose, didn't you? That was pretty awesome. And so that was my first bird last year. And so we hunted the rest of that morning for, well, I had to be here at 9, 9.30. So we hunted till about the end and come back up and didn't get on anything up we got on some other birds, but never could get them to come to us. Um, we stopped one place to call. We was on a dirt road, and I rolled the truck window down. I go, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he was 30 yards from the truck when he gobbled. I'm oh. like, well, there ain't nothing we can do there. He's already seen the truck. I could have called him to the truck and shot him out the truck window, but that was about <laughs> it. We wasn't going to go there. So uh, oh, I wait about two or three weeks, and I go up to Dad's house. We are going to cook up there or something one afternoon. And I walk out to the edge of the woods and calling down in the holler, just hammering. Gobblers going crazy down there. And this is like 4 o'clock. If they gobble at 4 o'clock in the afternoon, you can kill that bird. (laughs) Oh, God, yeah. Every time. If he'll gobble at 4 o'clock, you can kill him. So I go back in the house, and I put all my stuff, and Parker's like, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to run down here and kill this turkey real quick. I'll be back in about 10 minutes. Thought I was full of crap, but I I told her that. It sounded good anyway. (laughs) So I grab my gun, I go around a thicket, get in the open woods call a couple times and i'm right below him and he don't he never heard me he didn't well i'm sure he heard me but as long as you walk soft and kind of scratch your feet around like a turkey you can make him think it's a hen walking around there as long as you don't break any sticks or anything 
Because a turkey don't break sticks, but it, you, you crunch like leaves and stuff. Right. Exactly. They think right. it's a turkey coming. Sit down against a big old oak, start calling, start calling. Here he comes right down the hill on a string, walks up at 35 yards and just like poses full strut. Boom! Ten minutes. I'm done. I've been out turkey hunting a total of like an hour and a half and tagged out last season. It it never works that way, but oh, last year was a simple time. That was for sure. It was one of those yeah. times where I was like, I really wish I'd have had a camera with me because both of those hunts would have been hilarious on video. If only I'd have come to Mountaineer Outfitters about two months sooner. Yeah. And talked to you. Got you on the yeah. show. We'd had some more well, that's what I told you when you showed up. I was like, where were you two months ago? That's I was it. like, that we could have wore them out during turkey season. Gosh, yeah. But we got no excuse now. This season's going to be killer, I believe. Yeah. You know, so I guess really to <clears throat> wrap show up, I guess we'll talk about the rest of last season. Yeah. As far as all of us went, you know, once – once we uh, licked the wounds of turkey season, carried into deer season, <laughs> it got it got better. It went uphill it for did. sure. It, it, it got a lot better. Go I don't know that. I don't know how long we're going to be able to do this. Hopefully for a long time. I hope so. But we're going to have a hard time topping last year. Yes, last our first season for Appalachian Holler Hunters was, I mean, honestly ridiculous. It was a very good season. We, as far as deer kills go, we how many buck kills did we get? I don't know. It was ten. I want to say round out, give or take. Yeah, and thirteen. Then, I mean, I mean, I, on I, camera. On camera. On camera. It was, I think it was eight or ten. I mean, yeah, it was upper. It was half a dozen doe kills or better. Yeah, I mean, I mean, when I started, we, I guess technically officially started this thing on March nineteenth yeah. of last year. You know, we went and I talked with Michael Waddell and some boys down at Dixie Deer Classic and kind of proposed the idea of starting something like that up here. Not really asking for, definitely not asking for sponsorship or or free stuff. I know, I mean, just asking for some advice. Yeah, just you know, asking for a little bit of help. That's it. And uh, like I say, I really hadn't done a ton of hunting myself. I'm still basically a newbie, honestly. Yeah. I mean, hadn't done it more than five years. But I love the entertainment side of it, doing photography and stuff. So I started getting these boys I knew and I mean, knew most of these boys all my life. Yeah. And I was like, you know, if we can get some of these guys that hunt's good, like Mitch and Matthew and some of these other boys, we could probably have something out of this. Yeah. And sure enough, I mean, if you'd have told me that we would be where we're at right now with, you know, the thousands of followers and stuff we've got and people asking and shoot I me, mean, we had our first autograph email the other day. I mean, yeah, somebody called asking for our autograph. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not I mean, sure what, that, what good that's going to be. But right. No. I mean, you told me, I mean, just just for the side of that, you'd have told me that's how it was going to be a year When did from you now. put your first video up? Oh. The first actual episode didn't air until... Uh, it, was it was in the fall. It was in yep. the fall. It was October, yep. I think. August, <clears throat> September, October. Yep. You know, and if you'd have told me it would have grew this much in one year's time just from starting it, I'd have told you he's a liar, straight up. Man, we should have got some more bear footage, but everybody That's just gets it. so gung ho. Well, well, not only that, film. I mean, like say for, like I'm still surprised we even got as much as we did. Well, as far year. as videoing goes, as far as being able to capture a quality video on camera, there, I don't think there's any type of pursuit of an animal harder than bear hunting. Gosh, no. I mean, it's it's turkey hunting's tough. But you don't have all the factors to deal with that you do in bear hunting. And I'm not a bear hunter. I, well, I've been up, a few times when I'm a kid. One up a tree, you can video pretty good. Yeah. A bear on the ground is a lot harder because you yes. got so much laurel and stuff around well, here. Well, and that's the thing up here. I, what, 60%, 70% of them are on the ground or yeah. more? Well, at least 50%. Yeah. Especially well, late in the season. Late in the season, 80% of them will be on the ground. Early season, you'll tree a lot more bear. But. Well, yeah, and you big bears don't generally tree, do they? 
No, no, no very seldom. You hardly ever trim a bear over three hundred pounds yeah, up here. Most of the time, they're they're on the ground. Well, and we're yeah. not hunting hunting the open timber of the Midwest. No, no, we're not. It's not <laughs> like we're up north it's at not all. Not like West yeah. Virginia. You, you know, you watch these guys like the Untamed. I like to watch them, but man, they got it made up there. It's 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 a different world. Yeah, Gosh, we're yeah. we're eight slap up with laurel, laurel and everything. Mountain it's, laurel. You talk about thick. You can talk about thick all you want to. Thick woods, harsh woods. You know, you go out west, they got mountains three times the size of ours. But I promise they ain't got nothing hardly as thick as what we got here. It's floral, I'm telling you. you I've been in places where you can't crawl through it and you can't go over top of it. You just have to bust through it. Well, and that's the amazing part when you're watching those Garmin GPS trackers, how fast those animals, and even the dogs, are moving through those thickets. And then you try to get in there behind them and you... You can't catch up to them if you don't get in front of them. It takes you an hour to walk a mile. if If they're on a walking bar... You got to get in front of them because you cannot catch up to them. It's uh, no. it's, it's impossible. Uh, Every time you get within 10, 15 yards, it'll move again. It'll move again. It'll move. It'll just keep on doing that all day long because they don't have to stop. Yeah, they, they do it because right. they want to. And also, the thing about barriers too, you you might have five dogs on one for eight hours, and you can and you can't never keep it stopped. It just keep walking. Right. You can put one more dog on it sometimes, and it'll bay up and stop. Huh. Yep. And it, and then sometimes you can put ten more dogs on; they still don't stop. No, sometimes yeah. you put I mean, thirty on them. That's it. Them. Every one of them's nature different. Right, it seems right. like. Yeah. yeah, well, I've seen a uh, hundred and sixty pound sow be five times meaner and rougher than a five hundred pound boar bear. Yeah, and yeah. you well, get on a little mean sow. Yeah, it, it's hard to putting up with nonsense. A hundred twenty pound sow will wipe your dog population It'll, out. You can turn ten loose, and you you gotcha. you, you sew ten up. Oof. That's it. And that's uh, that's bear hunting. but Well, I mean, we walked a bear a couple of years ago for eight hours. Yeah. And uh, finally baited up, and I got in there and killed it, and it was on a rock cliff. And it might have weighed 120, 125 pounds. Dang. Eight hours. <laughs> yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that was one of my favorite hunts this year on season one was the one where you walked in on that bait bear. I mean, Gosh, that yeah. is a perfect example of how thick it was. How far were you from that bear when you shot that bear? I shot it with... My, my gun barrel was maybe six inches away from it. <laughs> I knew it sounded funny because you didn't hear the blast no, of the gun. No, it took the sound of the it gun It muffled the gun away. Yeah. And the bad part about that was is it looks thick, but that's not near as thick as some of the places no, we've been in at all. That's not even a quarter. It wasn't near as thick as what we usually go in. Yeah. No, well, I'll tell you why you know because he's standing upright. Yeah. Yeah. And usually it, you have to crawl in. Yeah. You have to belly crawl in. That's right, a 90%. But I was standing up. And I was trying to move her around because there was two dogs back behind it. It was a bunch of lap down, like, small logs and stuff. And it was back under it. Apparently, that's where it had been bedding. Yeah. And uh, whenever I got around, it started coming out. So I said, well, I'm going to have to take it out. And, You're going to have to do it now or never. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but I tell you, if, if you ever get to go on a bear hunt, uh, definitely do it. Definitely jump in there and try to get the opportunity to put one down. Maybe you get one yeah, on, the, on ground. the ground. I mean, shooting one out of the trees, good. But, but and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, that's a perfect uh, and it's a good way to kill a bear. Yeah. But once you do it on the ground, yep. there is nothing, nothing else that's going to put. Now, that I'm, I'm talking bait up on the ground. I'm not talking about shooting one across the road like you know a lot of guys do. But uh, I'm talking about if you got a bear Actually bait up, yeah. and you crawl ground. in there and you crawl in there through that laurel and you shoot it point blank in the head. That's a adrenaline rush. No Just bigger, being with somebody. Adrenaline. Even close to that is an yeah. adrenaline rush. Now, see, when I was with Chris in that video, I didn't have a gun. Yeah. I, I was just video, and I yeah. didn't have a gun. 
And that's why I didn't rush in there quicker after the shot because normally I'll bust in there, you know, to try to make sure the dogs ain't getting eat getting up. Eat up or something like that. Yeah, but I kind right. of hesitated about going in because I well, a shot bear, uh, the last five minutes of that bear's life is the most dangerous for your dogs. Yeah, and that's that's what people's got to understand when you when you wound that bear fatally and he's still got a little life in him. That's where he's down. That's where he's, he's he's laying down. He's not standing up. He's not dominant. He's not beating the ground. Yeah. So those dogs walk in there and get a hold of him. And then when they do, that's where he's going to latch on. And that's where he's going to stay till he finishes up. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Right and that's, uh, right. that's why you need to, to follow up and get in there as soon as you can, as fast as you can. And that's. Get a know, good, clean shot. Yeah. He try don't. To, try yes. to take your time. and. And a bay bear, if you can, you know, put a headshot on him. I learned, uh, I learned this a big, long time ago. A big bear, do not put a body shot on a big bear because no, you're, because you're going to wind up. And I tell you why, I done, why I know this. Uh, we were hunting five, six years ago, something like that, eight or ten. I don't know. It's a long time, but anyhow, I crawled in on a big bear, probably four fifty, close to five hundred pound. Yeah. And I know I wasn't over eight yards. Yeah. And put a perfect shot. Blowed him plumb off his feet with a shotgun and a slug. Yeah. I mean, literally blowed him off his feet, and he rolled down the hill, and I got up and said, whoo, and he took off. I had a similar situation like that. My mom's stepdad, back when he was alive, he would take me bear hunting whenever I was a kid. He hunted with some of the guys you hunted Bucky. with. Yeah. He hunted with them, and we were up on top of a mountain. A bear come across the top of the mountain, and I met a guy up there. I was trying to catch up with him. I was behind the race, but I was on foot. And that guy said, I just shot at him. He had a forty four Magnum pistol. He said, he's yeah. huge. He's way over 500 pounds. And that didn't mean anything to me. I thought all bears were over 500 pounds. I was 14, <laughs> 15 years old. I was just dumb, and I was going to chase him down. So he started down the backside of the mountain. And, son, I took off down through there in a dead sprint. I tripped three times and rolled. I think I rolled halfway down the mountain. <laughs> but I got in front of him because he was a big bear, and he was just walking. And I got down there in front of him. I'm like, all right, well, I'm in front of him. Now what do I do? I look up, and son, here he comes with all the dogs around him and stuff. I've got a pump 12-gauge, and he's coming right at me. And I mean, when I say right at me, I'm talking in my face, right at me. And I look behind me, and there's an oak tree about this big round. So I jump behind the oak tree, throw my gun around the side of it, and he gets right at my gun barrel, and I shoot, and I hit him right in the neck. I mean, I seen it roll, and then I rolled around the backside of the tree because he was coming around the tree. And, son, I throw the gun up, click, 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 click. Couldn't get it to go off again. Dummy didn't pump a gun. I, I was so excited, I forgot to chuck another one in the gun. And he goes about 15 yards in some laurel and falls over. Done. I was like, holy crap, I've killed a giant. Because when he come by me, he looked like he was standing that high on all fours. And so I calm down, shuck the gun, get another bullet in, call him on the radio and say, I just shot that monster. He's down here at the bottom of the holler, and I think it was Bucky. He said, crawl in there and make sure he's dead. And I'm like, come back with that again. <laughs> he's sick. I didn't hear that. I didn't hear that. He said, don't be a wuss. Crawl in there and make sure he's dead. I'm like, all right, I can do this. I can do this. So then I crawled in there, and I got as far from me to you from that bear. And I was like, well, he's dead. And I go, hey. And that bear goes, and he looks right at me and son the last time we saw that bear he was in tennessee he took off running he wasn't i guess he just got in there and laid down he had dogs all over him i thought for sure he was dead a lot of times when you shoot them they'll lay down yeah they'll go a piece and they'll lay down and uh then they'll get up and go again that one he shot after he shot it it went and it bait up again 
Well, I went in there with a 30-30, and I had to climb a rock, and I got on a ledge, and I couldn't go no further. He was backed up against a little pole. He turned broadside. I shot him at 20 yards. Boom. Right, right behind the shoulder with that 30-30. He flopped down the hill right beside him and landed just like that with his face up. And I jerked another shell. Boom, shot him in the head. He took off down the hill. Oh, gosh. Three miles later, he killed a couple dogs we had. Good. And uh, we never did Dang We never did kill them. Well, mm. I mean, to finish up that story, we, me and my other brother were walking in there. We didn't know he was in 50 Mile. He didn't yeah. know we were in 50 Mile. Because out there where we hunt, you lose radio signal just as fast oh, as yeah. you lose cell phone signal. But while well, we heard him shoot, we were probably 100 yards down below the bar when he shot. Yeah. Well, it was coming straight down Mike at us. Austin was with us. And Mike said he's – and he, he didn't have a gun. He, he said, said I told him, I said, it's from. coming your way. So he jumped behind the tree, and he said, the bear come on one side and the dog's on the other. And he said, it ain't going far. He said, blood's just a gushing out of its head. Daggum. And uh, it never, and then it went on down, and Travis shot it with a forty four pistol. That's what I hunt with, forty four pistol. Yeah. And and my brother, you know, at the time, he hadn't done a whole lot of bear hunting. So I was just going to let it come face to face with it. As soon as it come up out of that creek, I mean, it had been point blank. I yeah. just blowed it right back off in the creek. Well, as soon as it comes up, he said, there it is, there it is. So it took off sideways. Mm. And I'm just kind of fanning at that point, just yeah. know, blasting as much as I can. But we never did kill that bear. Never mm. did catch up with that one. No. No, and the, I'll tell you the crazy part. Two years later, we had pictures of him. Huh. Yeah, he had a scar on his side and a scar on his head. Yeah. But I'll he tell you. rattled that, his dome real well, good. He turned <laughs> his head about the time I shot, and it just grazed him you know, huh. I think it just scalped him. We give him an Indian scalp right I there. I got you. But I'm still hunting for oh him. I mean, he's probably still kicking, and I'm still hunting for That's him. That's the one you said you wanted to spear, wasn't it? Yep. Well, what was your name for that bear? We were talking about that earlier. Yeah. You had a name for that bear. Well, uh, mine is dead, if I can find it. <laughs> you know, I really want to spear him because he killed the best dog I ever had. Yeah. You know, flat out. Just, he was a big old... Uh, what do you have? A black face, solid black yep. face. Black face. That's what you black said. Black face. Name. That's what. That's what they said. Yeah, he, yeah. he's got a lot of descendants around now. There used to wasn't many black face bear around here, and now there's a bunch of them. And most of them are mean. If you see them with that solid black face, most of them's got that attitude. Most of them. Yeah, and they look kind of funny because they look like they got a longer neck than most bear. Yeah, and they're kind of lankier, and they're they're deadly when they. I mean, when they want to be mean, they are mean. But we, we've had some crazy, crazy bear hunts. I mean, crazy bear hunts. One other story I want to get into. You told this story the first time I met you, and it stuck in my head. It's about you chasing a bear down the river. <laughs> Tell us that story real quick. <laughs> we've chased them about everywhere, but uh, if you can get out into the center of a river yeah. and the bear crosses, that's the best shot you're ever going to get. That's the most open shot you're ever going to get. And most of the time, they just run straight across. They're, yeah. they're never going to, uh, they're never going to follow that river because they know it's open. And and basically, I don't know why they don't. Bait. I've never bathed one up in the river. Have you? Not a river, but a, a pretty good sized creek. Yeah, I mean, in a creek where it's thick, but yeah. in, in a river where you, I've never bathed one up in it, and they could drown the far out of dogs. Yeah, yeah. Where they could wade, dogs can swim. But basically, when you're bear hunting, if one comes out, you just go where it goes. Yeah. You know, and you got to do what you got to do. Uh, the, I guess, the funniest bear hunt is probably when he tried to throw her dogs off of a 200-foot rock cliff. Yeah, I didn't realize it was there. 
Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. What was this one? I don't think I've well, heard this one. Well, I took little Travis, his uh, brother-in-law, into the Barrett's tree, and he shot it and wounded it come down, and it went stopped on top of Rockcliffe. Well, I didn't know it was Rockcliffe. So I went in there, oh, got God. him in there, and he shot it three more times, and it disappeared. And I was trying to seek them dogs and boost them. And I was get him, get him, get him, get him. And they wasn't going nowhere. And I was kind of getting aggravated. <laughs> <laughs> because I, I started, it's I started giving, worthless thing. I started giving one of them, a, you know, a, a little bit of shove on on down through there. And I looked, and it was a three hundred foot rock cliff. Oh, oh my god! And I said, if that bear wasn't dead, it is now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! But I mean, that same day, I walked off of a rock cliff to about twenty five feet, knocked my teeth out, broke my jaw. Jeez! Yeah. Oh my god! It's uh, but we got. I mean, <laughs> I said, uh, he was uh, turned on a bear one time, and uh, it treed right beside some people's house. Yeah, and you know you got to kind of watch what you do there. But uh, long story short, he's like, "No, nah, ain't him. Been here for two hours." <laughs> so he said, "Boom." <laughs> They were home. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, but see, the thing of it was, the old, it was an old woman she couldn't see, and she's, it's okay. I don't care if you can kill these old deer around here. And <laughs> 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 I tell you, we've had some, uh, some fun experiences. Uh, we went with uh, my brother-in-law one time, and, and you know, sometimes you'll get uh, sow that kept her yearling. Yeah. So she'll be bigger than the sow. Most of the time when they stay with their mom. Just as bigger. big. Yeah. <clears throat> and so we shot one out <laughs> and it was the it was the yearling. Yeah. And the sow decided to come down and take care of the yearling. Well my brother in law said uh said, Man, I, I have my knife open in my pocket and said if she comes my way I'll just cut my throat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we I'll just cut my throat. <laughs> I'll just yeah, it. we was having to reload the gun. You know, we didn't have no but one shell in it. And uh, he's like, I was like, Travis, Travis ain't here, and I'll reload it. And I was reloading it, and he started getting scared because we didn't have no gun. Yeah, she was booking it down. I mean, but oh, when she God. came down, she left. But. Well, that was the story I was talking about. The one that you told the day I met you was you said something about a bear going down the river, and you run out of bullets. Oh, started no, he, grabbing up, or was it run, him? He run out of bullets. Started See, picking he, up rocks. He's the one that never carries bullets. Ever. <laughs> oh, well, no, that was me. That was me. I, oh, that was you and that's me. That's a true that story. That was, <laughs> that was I, me and him. Let's tell that story real oh, quick. Oh, God. We treat, we treat. Oh, God. See, I, it was late in the season, and I... I was leading the dogs and found a small bear track. Yeah. And yep. I turned the dogs on, and they trailed, and they got it jumped up. Well, long story short, they treated it. He's trying to get Kevin on the bear that day, right? Right, Kevin. That's our boy from Jersey. And yeah. uh, we we got in there about 70 yards, and, I, and it was up a little creek, a pretty good-sized creek. And I told him, I said, boys, you can go up and go into it, and I'll, I'll well, go up around above. And we did. And he, I, he, I, he, gave us a, he gave us a collar. He gave us a I collar gave him a track collar so I could keep up with him because I didn't want to lose him. <laughs> So I gave my Garmin call. Because we didn't have no radio. Should have given him one shocks. <laughs> and they had a thirty-five with a scope on it. Right. Well, they sat there, and I was tracking them at that tree. Mm-hmm. And I was above them about twenty-five yards in the laurel, and it was real thick, so I couldn't see. Well, they sat there forever, and I said, "What are they doing?" I was getting aggravated. Right. I was fussing. Not, I, you know. Yeah, then they started leaving, 
I thought, well, crap. <laughs> I took off down there and I ran them down. I said, boys, where are you in school? Why didn't you shoot it? We can't so, fire. said, the gun won't shoot. We've said, tried for 30 minutes to <laughs> fire that afraid, gun. You know. yeah. We jerked the shell and we'd fire. We jerked the shell and we'd fire. It never would actually so shoot. So I took it up yeah. there and would I propped, not. I propped up and I put it right on its head and squeezed the trigger. Boom. First shot. It finally <laughs> goes off. It, <laughs> it, it, shot, it shot it in the neck. And I jerked another shell and Put it right on. It slid about halfway down the tree and caught. And I jerked another shell right quick and boom, I shot. No, it clicked. It didn't fire that second time you tried to no, shoot. No, it clicked. So I jerked the shell. See? See? see and and right. shot it. I shot it. I shot it. We're back to Christian missing again. That's where it's all circles around. I didn't have the gun. Kevin had the gun. See, the scope was off. It was shooting about a foot low. Yeah. And the second time I got shot it, I was shooting, trying to shoot it in the shoulder. Yeah. Well, it came out and went down the hill, and I took off right after it flying. I got down there and the dogs had it caught and it ate, it ate one of them up and I put it right to its head. It wouldn't shoot. <laughs> so I jerked yep. another shell. We just had, what, three shells? We ended up. I think it's They had five shells, but they lost one. Yeah. So we ended up with four <laughs> shells. I said, Christian, bring me another shell down here. And he, he brought me the fourth shell. I done shot, you know, tried to shoot three shells and they wouldn't shoot. Uh, yeah. One of them wouldn't shoot, but it wasn't the shells. It was the gun. Yeah. Anyways, he brings me that shell down there, and I'm a little worried by them because, yeah. you know, I'm afraid it's not going to shoot again, and I'm getting close to shoot it in the head. Yeah. Well, I get right to its head, and it turned its head by the time I shot, and I shot it through the neck again. Oh, dang. Well, it takes off again, and I ain't got no more shells. You had a bullet. Out of shells. Barney's out of bullets. Yeah. Bear's still alive. I mean, the bar can't go, it can't go real good, you know, because yeah. it's wounded pretty good. Here come and, a dog getting ready to get tore. And them dogs, I couldn't catch them because there's older dogs, and they wanted to go around where I'll catch them, run them in the you know, training season and catch them. They don't like to be caught Yeah. off of a bear. So I'm, I'm going around, and it's going down that creek, and I'm getting rocks as big as I can carry. And just trying to up, finish the deal. Trying to finish the bar off. <laughs> and I bashed it over the head, and I, I fought it for an hour and done that. I bashed it over the head over and over, <laughs> over and over and again. Over and over. And I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what. Honest to truth. I mean, we were out of options. We didn't even have a knife on us that day. You cannot knock the bar out. <laughs> This bar, <laughs> no, this, bar, this bar was 400 plus pounds. Yeah. And uh, it had a head, I mean, monstrous <laughs> head. But, the, I mean, it just tried to get me when I hit it that rock. It just tried to get me. It'd swing up. It'd bite catch me. Yeah. It'd all but grab him. I'm sitting there scared to death. They Kevin, wouldn't help this me. This was his first They time. wasn't going to help me. They was back 200 yards. What am I supposed to do? Kevin, this was Kevin's first time ever. He's scared there, to death. If I would have been in there, we Trey was scared it. to death. I, I got rocks. I mean, I, I barely could do. pick up, and I got it. And I, <laughs> It just wasn't all. That was the first time I'd been in on a bear that was stopped like that. I thought I, mean, I might least knock it out. But <laughs> what are you going to do? I sat there watching him like, he's going to get killed. We're sitting there watching him pick up the rope. Bam. I, I finally ended up catching the dogs off of it because it caught another dog, and I caught, and yep. I ended up catching the dogs off of it. And uh, it was yep. a bad episode. God, it was awful. Did you ever end up getting that bear? No, no, I mean, I'm sure no. it died, no. but, I, but I couldn't. But I mean, I done all I could do. Yeah. I should have yeah, took that 35 and beat it over its head because it wasn't no good either. <laughs> no, that gun wasn't going to fire no way, was it? <laughs> no. Well, it, what, what it was where they carried through there and failed so much because they fall every little bit. Yeah. Because it's rough for the Let's get that straight. They, they packed it full of dirt. That's <laughs> what it was. <laughs> this, this section's brought to you by Boar Cleaners and High Capacity Magazines. <laughs> the two major downfalls to this story and just a little bigger rock. But I tell you, you, <laughs> you, you, like you never really uh, had a 
an adrenaline rush till you hit a bear in the head with a rock. <laughs> it's like Forrest Gump. <laughs> Sometimes there's just not enough rocks. <laughs> as, yeah. as Bucky Vance would do. <laughs> well, I tell you, I, I, I've hit one bear in the head with a rock, and that was just because I didn't have a gun and he was in a bad place and I needed to break him and move him on out of there. And that was a bad decision. It was a poor decision on my part. Uh, he, he was definitely a big big bear, probably one of the biggest bears I've ever seen uh, in, you know, eastern or western part of North Carolina. Yeah. I just went with what I had, man. I didn't have nothing else. No, we didn't have anything. We didn't That's have right. nothing. Well, that see, crazy. And I, and I, I carry a pistol, but he can't lie. He don't never have shells. Well, I, I was going to say every story I've ever heard about him bear hunting, he's got one bullet, and it's not in the gun. It's never in the gun. Well, if you watch him, even in that video where he knows he's going to get face-to-face, he puts three bullets in the gun. Well, it just holds <laughs> four. Watch it. Yeah, well, you can put one in it and then put four in the chamber. Uh, but I didn't need but one that time. He said I didn't need but one that well, time. But we, we're, t- we're down there in Tennessee hunting, and uh, – some guy, I don't know whoever he was, was wanting to kill it. Well, we're 20 yards from the bear. Yeah. And I said, we're, you know. Yeah, the week before, though, we had treated a bear. And uh, some other guys from another crew come in there. And shot it out in Shot my it lap. out right on Travis's back. Oh, yeah, in my life, I was sitting like this. <laughs> we was waiting for a kid to come Propped kill it. Yeah. You know, like this. I mean, straight up like this. With my feet on the tree, it was in. Yeah. And I'm sitting on a log that's fell down. Like I, I was sitting back about 50 yards catching dogs that come around and yeah. just tying them up, you know. And we well, uh, well, just going to wait and let that kid come in there. Well, I heard, boom, Travis went to cussing. I said, <laughs> he said, you, you shot it out right on my back. <laughs> I said, uh, I said I didn't shoot it. I thought you shot it. Well, turns out another guy shot it from another crew. But then we went the next week and treated another buyer. So we're getting in there, and I kept pawing at that guy. His name was Bill. I was like, Bill. Is that you coming? Because I kept seeing people with orange coming. Yeah. And I said, Bill, is that you? Because I wasn't going to let somebody else shoot another bear out on top yeah. of us. And he never would answer, and he wasn't answering. I, I said, well, I, I'm shooting this bear. Yeah. <laughs> so I pulled up and shot it, and I was out of breath anyway because we just had barely got in there. And, and I hit it a little bit low. Well, it starts coming down, and I shot it again and uh, hit it again. And then it come on down, and – Took off and I shot it and ended up hitting it the last time through the back leg and it couldn't go nowhere. Yeah. Well, I was out of shells. I didn't have a picture. <laughs> back and back <laughs> to that same situation. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh crap, Travis, come down here and kill it because I ain't got no shells. <laughs> and he goes down there and he shoots it through the head with the 44 and it didn't kill it either. No, it ran and started up the tree and I shot it again about right here and it blew it off the tree and it landed face up and it's still kind of. And I yeah. finally go down in there and pop, pop. And then in Tennessee, you have to actually take them and check them in. This is the funny part of that yeah. story. Well, the first shot that I put on it actually stuck it to its head. Yeah. And pulled the trigger. So it burnt the hair off around the <laughs> hole. Yeah. Well, uh, we get down there to check it in. That man said, uh, dude, what did you shoot that with? <laughs> and I said, a forty-four pistol laying there in the truck. He said, man, you're a good shot. I said, well, no, you just. He said, that's a, that's a killer shot. I mean, with a pistol. Yeah. And then there's a guy standing there, and he said, man, if you're that close, it better be a good shot. It better be a good <laughs> shot. That's, That's right. It. That's yeah. right. Well, God, yeah. We've definitely had some good times bear hunting. Definitely had some bad times. Scary so. times. Yeah. Trentland pumping times. That's, Lord. Son, that's the way and the sport I, and, is. And it's just, if you if it don't raise the hair on the back of your neck, that's you ain't it. doing it right. Well, this goes back to what we started out with this whole bear storytelling 
is it's hard to cam- put it on camera. That's it. You can't <laughs> put all this on camera. Cause, no, it's I tough. mean, when it comes down to sticking a gun to a bear's head, you can't be holding a cell phone or a tactical <laughs> no. camera or anything at the same time. No. Hopefully, you got a GoPro your on your chest or a cam on your chest or something. But right. Your dog's life's at hand. Your life could be at hand. Yeah, yeah well, bear that's it. When you're that close to a bear, that's it why can I say, kill you real it. quick. That's what I've learned. When you get on a, a bait bear, you, you want to gather yourself and be just as calm as possible because you don't want to go in there and miss. No, you you want to get, you know, pretty close and then kind of sit down and, and take a minute to, to rest, to calm your nerves, to, to breathe. Yeah. Because we've been taking people in and that, uh, if you're winded, it, it's you're more likely to miss. I mean, yeah. well, I mean, you shot yeah. enough, you know that. Uh, yeah. Well, the, too, you got to learn how to get in there too. You, you just yeah. can't go tiring into a bear wide open because no, it's going to bear around here is wild. Yeah. wild. They're wild. They're not like you know a lot of these states. You watch people; they can go in there and take twenty people, and the bear won't never offer to come down. Yeah, but here, if it sees you coming in there with your orange hat on, you it's, it's gone. It's gone. It's out. It's gone. And I tell you another thing too, like a bear on the ground when it's bait up, when them dogs hush, that means you have to stop. Yeah, you don't break you, brush. You can't keep stuff. going because yeah. what it's doing is running those dogs back. And when it runs them back, you have to stop. Yeah. Give them a minute to get gathered back up on. When it, it hushes them up, on. it's getting mean, and it and it, and it makes them hush by charging them, puffing or growling or grabbing yeah. them or something. But I love taking. <clears throat> I love. I love it more than I probably love killing bear. I mean, I've killed my fair share of bear. Uh, but I love taking a new person into a bear because yeah. just to see that reaction. Uh, last guy I took was Tyler, and he done a pretty good job, you know. Uh, but we got about, uh, I guess, we was probably getting about 100 yards. Yeah. And, he's, he, you know, he started getting further and further behind yeah, me. Yeah, year before last. Yeah. He started <laughs> getting further and further behind me, and, and I said, uh, no, come on, come on. Yeah. You, know, you, get, you get up here and get in front of me. I don't even have a gun. You get in front of me, and, and that way I know you're not going to put a forty five seventy through my back. That's it. That's <laughs> right. it. Right. You stay in front of it. Well, we get down to about 25 yards, and he's like, here, just take the gun. Just take the gun. <laughs> I said, no, 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 no. Come on, come on. So I get, I get in front of him again. I, I'm easing through there, and we get down to about 15 yards, and I can see the bear pretty good. Yeah. You know, it's just barely up on a tree. It's barely. I mean, probably eight feet, just barely enough. If it wanted to bail out, it could at yeah. any point. And when you go in and you see one eight foot off the ground, it's coming out. Yeah. If you don't get it, it it's stay coming up. out. You got to get it quick as possible. Yeah. Right. Well, it jumps down and starts towards us. It's running those dogs back. Well, he panics and I turn around. He's blue as a fish hook. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it, it turns back around and starts back up the tree and. And I said, come here, Ty, come here, come here, prop up right here. And he, he's like, okay, 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 yeah, I got him, I see him now, I see him now. And I said, calm down a minute, let's just take a second here. If he gets away, that's okay, let's take a second, calm down. And he's like, okay, okay, I got it, I got it, I got it. I said, well, you got a cocky gun, yeah, cocky gun. <laughs> well, he cocks his gun and said, okay, okay. I said, you got to take the safety out. <laughs> well, he shoots it, finally, and it rolls out of the tree. And he's like, yeah, I got it, I got it. I said, no, go, 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 go. And he takes off running, and the laurel goes up through his belt right here. Breaks off and goes up through his belt and yanks him off his feet. (laughs) So then he slides down that laurel, and it's run up through. And he's wiggling back and forth, back and forth, trying to get off that laurel. So I went over and picked him up off the laurel and said, now go finish it off. And he finally goes over and shoots it in the head. And and that's... uh, 
that is there's nothing finer than seeing somebody kill their first bear. That's awesome. I mean, it's and on top of that, they'd crawled through Laurel, you know, for several hundred yards, yeah. and they got in there, and I was standing back about four or five hundred yards listening after the shot, and everything calmed down. I went in there and I told him, I said, now boys, if you want to, we'll just walk this road back out here. There's no logging road there. We yeah. Walked, yeah, and he, he does that all the time. I mean, <laughs> he does that all the time. Because, <laughs> I mean, me and, and Clinton, my oldest brother, uh, we're pretty much, if it's if it's a straight line out there, we'll take it. We don't care. I yeah. Mean, and uh, Pete Roy right there, he'll kind of. So I go around. He's like, you ever watch that movie Almost Heroes? Yes. Yep. Where it flies that idiot off there and he drops off into the ocean and then those guys are down there and he's like, well, how did you guys get down here? And they're like, oh, yeah, there's a pretty little set of steps carved out. Handrail. <laughs> he's that. That's how he is. That is. That's exactly and, uh, and we're the idiot that grabbed hold of the eagle and flew and down flew off, off the there. cliff. Yeah. Well, we was hunting one day and we'd run this bear for nine and a half hours. Treat it. Everywhere. I mean, we had been at everywhere running this bear well we tree it and me and my brother we start in there and we walk for two and a half hours just crawl and tire and crawl and tire and crawl and tire and crawl and tire and they got in there i was sitting there with a cell phone video <laughs> they <laughs> sweating dirty <laughs> i'd walk the road within 50 yards of it an old logging road <laughs> and clinton started fuzzy he said how does he do that he does it every time but, uh, <laughs> I will say this, it's starting to catch up with him because he used to be way skinnier than me. If you look now, he ain't much skinnier than me. It's, it's starting to catch up with him because he used to just take off and go like we would. Now he won't. He'll side goggle around. Watch out. If he goes with a bunch of people, he'll side goggle. He won't get out of the truck. He'll side goggle and side goggle until he finds the easiest path. Yeah. Then if he has to, he'll go. Well, maybe he's just getting smarter as he gets older. Well, I'll tell you what it is where he's getting old. We're getting old. I'm yeah. getting less anxious to kill one, too. I'd rather somebody else do it. There you go. Well, I mean, you ha- you kind of have to. You kind of have to let somebody else kill him because if you do, then you're out. Yeah. I mean, and you can't feed 15 dogs for one day. Yeah. You know, that's... Uh, yeah, it being a one-tag state, that's the way it is. And Yep. There's so many bear up here. I don't know if they're planning on changing that anytime soon, but it wouldn't hurt things if they did. No. Because the bear population up here is Ridiculous. very healthy. I, th- I think in Virginia now you can buy an extra bear tag, but not Well, here. see, we can't even buy one. I know. Yeah, no. you can't do that in North Carolina right now. So and the coast right. is the same way. I mean, I they're think, eat up a bear down there. I don't think yeah. they'll Big cha- bear. I don't Big think bear. Buku's a bear. Yep. I don't think they'll change it anytime. Which we got bucos, uh, I mean, bucos and bucos of bear, more bear than, than has ever been before. Absolutely. In the western part of North Carolina. Absolutely. And I think if you want to pay for a tag, you should be able to pay for it. Well, and it affects other areas of hunting. Like I say, I'm a deer hunter more than anything, and I carry a slingshot in my backpack. If you put out food, you're going to have a bear on it. You're going to have bear on it. Yep. And I can't tell you how many bear I've shot with a slingshot out of a tree stand, out of ground. My dad swears I'm going to get eight. Well, see, He's like, you're going to get mauled. If you ever piss one off, you will. Oh, son, I've shot him. <laughs> I've learned that you can't scare a bear off a bait pile by shooting it anywhere but in the head area. Yeah, that's the tenderest and, part. Yeah, I started out, I was like, first one I shot, I was nervous. So I was like, I don't want to hurt it. So I drew back a little bit. I shot, and that rock hit that bear, and it never flinched. It never picked its head up. Heck, by the time it was over, I'm drawing that thing back this far. You can hear the rock going through the air, and it hit him in the butt, and they go, oh, 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 and they look at you and just chomp at, chomp at you and go back to Puff. eating. Yeah, but so I hit one in the side of the nose, 
and it cut about three flips, and it made a highway down the middle of Laurel Thick, and it got out of there quick. If you get them anywhere in the head, they'll leave out. Yeah, they'll get out of there. I had one circle me. It took off like that, and I was like, well, that's the end of that. I sat back down in my ladder stand. Same stand I killed both of those deer up here out of this year. Yeah, and I sat back down, and I heard, woof, woof 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 behind me and i look back and he circled around he's 20 yards looking right up at tree popping at me i was like why damn you whack i shot him right dead in the sniffer and so he did he got a backflip and i don't know that he ever come back in there he got out of there pretty quick but he did he come around the back of the tree and i guess he thought he'd gonna bluff me out of there I, i had more rocks i still had a pocket full of rocks and i wasn't gonna quit but i did have a a sidearm with me so i'm not completely yeah, stupid well, with yeah, it, but and I tell you, uh, especially places around here uh, with these developments and stuff. Yeah, before long, I mean, within I would say within the next three years, we have we start having bear attacks because these people uh, feed them all yeah. the time, and then when they feed Everywhere. them, what they do is they lose fear of humans. Yep, yeah. yep. And when they lose fear, that's a bad thing. It's not a good thing. What What's crazy? They feed them behind the house and then get mad that they're tearing up the garbage in front of the house. Yep, right. Yeah. And, and then wonder why there's a bear standing there between their car and them. They can't get out to their vehicle. Yep. Well, that's that's. If you feed the them, they're going to come. I mean, they're they're going to come to the easiest food source. And exactly. When there's not acorns down yet, it's just it's an easy pickings for them to hit these developments and stuff. Well, they and become what I call domestic buyer, which I love to get on because they're easy to kill. But, but because they don't have know, any fear of it. That, yeah. That being you know set aside, it's dangerous. It is very dangerous. Well, and very. I tell you, you know, now bear hunting's a big thing. It's a big thing, and and a lot of people do it. Yeah. And bear hunters have quadrupled the bear population. Yeah. Because we feed them good. And even us, I mean, sometimes we'll take and put out wormer blocks, well, you know, for cattle. Yeah. To worm them out and make them healthy. Well, people that don't understand hunting think that hunting's terrible for the wildlife. And hunters are the biggest conservationists they are. Yeah, right? yeah true The hunting are. community spends more money into the wildlife than any other group. Yep. And I'm talking it's by tenfold. The yep. amount of money that the hunting community puts in... Because we want this to last. We want yeah, these right, animals sure. to last. Sustainability well, I mean, is the key to it. Well, yeah, I mean, you yeah. want your daughter. The majority of the time, we're not going to kill. We're not going to kill a small bear. I well, mean, and it's you right. proved that this year on one of the episodes when we, you guys. We actually did that several times. We didn't get on video. Yeah, but, but right. anything that's around the hundred pounds, or you know. Just even, leave it. You even know, be there next year. Exactly. Generally exactly. under 200 pounds, you know, unless we got a kid or yeah. somebody's never killed well, one. Well, it's like there. you just said, we've got so many bear, you don't have to kill the small ones. It's yeah, the same right. thing with that's deer how, That's how we've got some. I mean, we killed that 503-pound bear. That's the only reason it's here is because people exactly right. let, you know, let the and, and that'll happen more often here because more people feed in the off-season. Yep. You know, they got food year-round. They got... Uh, like deer hunters that feed corn, they're yep. wiping it out. Yep, they're that, going, and then you know they they have all the acorns. Yeah, so yeah. we got we got tons of acorns up in here. We got tons of uh, blackberries and and you know springtime berries, mulberries, uh, gooseberries. We got all kinds of that kind of stuff. And then in the fall we have the acorns. Yeah, plus all the hunters are feeding. No matter what, somebody's feeding. Sometime. Somebody's right. feeding at some point. Yeah, exactly. And they're gonna find that feed. Exactly. There's no yep. way around it. So. We will throw in here as a plug that baiting is legal in North Carolina as long as you're using natural bait. Right. And for deer and bear both, this is a baiting legal state. Everything's done perfectly legal, and that's just 
we don't have the crops, the well, agriculture. The only agriculture we have up here is Christmas, Christmas trees. trees. Yeah. So we have to bait up here. That's just part of it. Uh, and baiting bear is actually good for the bear population because you can pick and choose. I mean, I've got a game camera on that bait. I can look and see if it's a small bear. I don't want to turn my dogs on it. Yeah. You know, if it's a sow with cubs, I'm not going to harass it. But if you're not baiting, you just go out here in the wild and you find a bear track and you, you turn, turn on, on it. Whatever it is. Right. And you yeah. don't know what it is. You might be turned on a sow's cubs. I mean, yeah, so. exactly. Well, before exactly. game cameras, you know, that's kind of the way we've done it. We just turn loose and hope for the best. Right. Yeah. We didn't, because uh, I'll be honest with you, when well, we started, we didn't we didn't do like most people do now. We didn't find a bear track. We turned our dogs loose and expect them to find a bear track. Well, and now with these new cameras, like <laughs> the Tacticams that they've got, the Tacticam reveal cameras, they're a cell phone camera. They'll yeah, send they're the picture to right to your phone. <laughs> right. See, I mean, the technology's come a really long we, way as far we, as that stuff We goes. use those on baits, and I mean, it's like the second season, man, Mitch led the, the, the hunt back. Yeah. We found a track. We couldn't find it, but the dogs were open on it, and we were pretty sure it was bear. We turned on it, and it ended up being a sow with cubs. We treated a sow with cubs. Yeah. If that would have been a you know, public land, or, or you know, private, private land, land. Yeah. Where, where we could bait, and we had a camera, we wouldn't have done that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And... Uh, too, I mean, like Virginia, they got a really, really nice bear program. Yeah. They catch all the sow bears they can, and they tag them. Hmm. So they have a different color tag. I mean, they tag everyone they catch, but the sows have a different color tag than the boars so that you can see if you tree one, whether it's a sow or a boar, and you make up your own mind whether you want to leave it or not. There you go. Yep. And maybe, maybe North Carolina will open it up to where we can do a little bit more, you know, with the buyer well they are progressively getting more lenient with their regulations and stuff i mean several years back it was illegal to feed still hunt over bait and first it was illegal to bait and then they you know got it legal to bait and you couldn't still hunt over it and now you can still hunt and first week yeah yeah first week up here down down the east you can do it all season yeah Yep. Well, yeah, and I, I tell you, though, uh, still hunting is by far the easiest way to kill a bear. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, because they don't have anything to fear. Yeah. Well, that's the only way I've ever killed one was still hunting. And dogs, it, you're probably, I'd say, one out of ten yeah. that you turn on yeah. you're going to kill. Yep. And that's that's life, you know. Yep. It's a big yeah. challenge with the dogs. A it lot is, bigger I mean, challenge. It is a big challenge because they don't have nothing to fear. You can ease right up. You can walk up on a bear eating yep. and shoot him. You know, I, I've I've walked up on them in the wild. You know, walk up and they'd be playing in the river. I've walked be, up on them on a bait pile bunch, and sometimes they'll turn around and try to you know puff and beat the ground. Yeah, try so, to scare you out of yeah. there because they don't want to yeah. leave. Right, right. they yeah. they want to eat their food. And, right. Well, you know, we had uh, one bird that was kind of trained. You could you could hear her hit the ground when we dump that corn in there. Yeah. You know how corn <laughs> yeah. sounds when you pour it in yeah, the barrel. Yeah, and you could hear her hit the ground as soon as that corn done it. You could hear her hit the ground. She's Here on she her way. Coming, yeah. You know, well, boys, well, I guess we need to wrap up. Yeah, I think we're yeah. hitting, getting Probably close to the two-hour mark. Two mark. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I figured that once we get started, it ain't yeah, going to take it. long. It, it'll be easy to do. Guys, I'm, just a reminder, um, like we said earlier, we've got the youth turkey hunt coming up. If you can bring a child, come hunt with us, get online, come in the store, get pre-registered. We want as many people to come to this thing as possible. Everybody we can get. Like Everybody say we've got we three thousand dollars worth of prizes and giveaways. Well, that's it. We got to. We don't want to keep them. No, we got to give this stuff. Bone somebody. collector give us our turkey calls. We want to give everybody else some. They give us some <laughs> for that too. We got they a box do. full got of bone collector turkey it. calls. 
Um, we want to thank everybody that supported the show and supported the podcast and yeah, everything. Yeah, we appreciate it. it. We want to thank all the viewers, everybody that watches our stuff and likes our stuff on yeah. social media and everything. Yeah, else. for sure. It's we we love doing this. We ain't we ain't trying to do this to make some money racket out of it. Yeah. We're doing it because we love to, we love to get out and well, hunt. I'd like like to to show make everybody. Else. Well, I'm mean, don't get me wrong, I would too. But that's the point of it. <laughs> but anyway, guys, yeah. wherever you're viewing this podcast, hearing this podcast, if you don't care, get on there. Like it, subscribe to it, leave us a rating, write us a review. Share it. Preferably Share it a five-star rating if we can get it, but we'll take what right. we can get. Give it. Give us some good criticism. <laughs> yeah. Tell us what we can do to get better. You don't tell us what we're doing wrong. That's it. We'll keep doing the same stupid things. Yeah. <laughs> and we'll take, I mean, you can, you can, if you listen to the podcast, we take criticism pretty good. Yeah, we do. <laughs> we do it pretty well. We get it from all sides anyway. But. That's it. Well, let's wrap this up for today. Anyway, guys, we really appreciate you listening to the Back 40 Skull Sessions podcast, and we'll be back with you in a week. Thanks, guys. Thank you much. Have a good one. Just as familiar as a bottle and a glass. Hey, darling, sleeping on the black top.